0: What's up? And welcome to Kind of Funnies Barbie in review. Of course, I am Ken, and I'm joined by. Hey, Ken. Ken and. Hi, Barbie. And you can call me Nickenheimer. Great, great. Someone got the memo.
1: All right. Someone's taking Barbie Heimer just a little too literally here, Nick. All right. I watched both those films twice in one day. Uh huh. It was 19 uh-huh. hours of film. I went. Bomb, bombshell. Bomb, bombshell. Wow. It's good. It's good. good. And here we are doing a
0: one-off in review for Barbie. It had to be done. There was so much hype. There was so much excitement here at Kind of Funny and around the globe uh, for Barbie, the worldwide phenomenon to be made into a feature film. Um, So, of course, we're going to rank, review, and recap it within its own cinematic universe as a one-off. Maybe there'll be a sequel. Who the hell knows? Uh, But, of course, this is Kind of Funny's in review where each and every week day week. No, that's not right. Each and every week, we get together to rank, review, and recap different movie franchises. Um, There's been so many recently. We recently did Oppenheimer to continue Christopher Nolan in review. Um, Before that, we had a whole bunch of revisits to the MCU, the DCEU with the Flash, uh, and a whole bunch of cool stuff coming soon, including Ninja Turtles in just a few short weeks. And next week, we will return to where it all began in MCU in review with Secret Invasion with me, Greg, Nick, and Andy. So stay tuned for all of that again you can watch it on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com you could also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for kind of funny in review and we will be right there for you just like our patreon producers james hastings casey andrew and nathan lamothe have done we appreciate you all so very much today we're brought to you by honey better help and shady rays but we'll tell you about that later can i just give a shout out a couple shout outs real quick carter harrell Cameron goddamn Kennedy on that intro. So good. So good. And Kevin Coelho bringing the heat. (laughs) We we originally found the the broadcast set of of, of bar. I think it was Cameron Kennedy who sent me a picture of like, this is a a 1980s barbie set
2: six o'clock news barbie
0: and we're like what the hell it looks exactly like our set (laughs) which is so weird Mm -hmm. um so we we ordered it from etsy this is an original 1980s barbie set that we got (laughs) uh kev can you show them off that for a second like look at this thing
2: that's so funny
0: it's absolutely wild so we we had to get it and uh kev like it I can't explain to you how complicated this setup is in a way that, it's, that does it justice, but Kev really kicked ass there, so thank you, of course, thank you to Cameron Kennedy for going goddamn above and beyond on in that intro. It I is, don't know how Cameron
3: did any of that.
0: It's Because just, he
2: didn't have physical Barbies for any of it, which is crazy.
0: Wild. I'm going to rewatch that intro for the rest of my yeah. life. Mm-hmm. Um, but enough about that. I want to get into this. I want to talk about it. We're talking Barbie. With a runtime of one hour and fifty-four minutes, it was released on July
1: twenty-first, twenty twenty-three. Nickenheimer, what's up? Why did did they change seats? I don't
3: understand why Andy's hosting now.
2: Oh, that is a great, great point.
3: It's a joke because my hair is blonde right now, and it's a joke (laughs) because Tim has blonde. Who's talking?
2: They're indistinguishable. (laughs) (laughs) When did (sighs) you learn how to play guitar? I don't know. It's really (laughs)
0: impressive. practicing all day. God, I hate you all. (laughs) Uh, This had a release date of July 21st, 2023, a.k.a. Barbenheimer Day, the same day that Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer came out. And, you know, we've been saying this a lot recently, but cinema is saved, and this is yet another weekend to prove it. Um, It was directed by Greta Gerwig. This is um, her her fourth directorial... um, Instance, I don't even know the right way to phrase that. Um, but third in a row of like the, the big heavy hitter movies, having Lady Bird, having Little Women, and now having Barbie. I've still not seen Little Women, but I'm a big Lady Bird fan. Oh, Joe, we gotta, we,
2: gotta go, we gotta do it. Yeah. Little Women, even if you don't necessarily care about the like book in the original story, the way that Greta did it with Saoirse Ronan, Timothy Chalamet, like uh, Florence Pugh, like the cast is just stacked and they had an incredible time of like, modernizing it making you like empathize and understand characters that like historically have been like really
3: disliked. And the CG is like, honey, I shrunk the little women. Like it's (laughs) one of those things. Wow. There's
2: a point in there that Andy would laugh out loud watching, but he's, you're never going to watch it.
1: Yeah. It goes, mm. it goes, honey, I shrink the kids. The <laughs> Hobbit effect from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, <laughs> a, a little, 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 yeah, little, it's little Just so
0: little. <laughs> um, <laughs> the music was done, and this was a major surprise to me by Mark Ronson, who is, oh, yeah. like, debatably, like, my favorite artist of all time. When I really look back at, like... The, the the quantity of output, of quality of the quantity of output that he's done, like, he's a, a music producer, um, mainly known for Amy Winehouse and, like, that mm. kind of sound, um, but he puts out maybe every, like, three years, like, a... Um, Uh, a collaborative album that he is the 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 main vision of but like he'll it's just star studded like he gets everybody on it and like creates really interesting um musical themes and stuff and i just did not expect him to be scoring this movie and then it makes so much sense yeah absolutely so
2: fun yeah and that's exactly what this movie called for
0: yeah really really cool stuff um then we have uh, a budget of this one of 145 million dollars um obviously box office we don't have uh the final stuff because this movie has just come out but nick i don't know if you've seen oh it's been crushing it's crushing and so is oppenheimer this this weekend has been (laughs) insane uh it is nigh impossible
1: to get tickets to these movies uh Can I tell you the story? Yeah.
4: Oh, I can't So, of wait. course,
1: we'll pull the curtain back, everyone. Pull the curtain back here. Mm-hmm. Tim and Joey, predominantly, I'd say it's safe to say, are the ones that usually, I guess Kevin also, Kevin gets us the screeners. Yeah. But if it, it, back in the day when we had to actually book tickets for movies, it was always Tim or you. That, that that fell on your shoulders to do. So, of course, when Tim's like, Nick, you have to see Barbie at some point. Here's a screener we're all going to on Thursday. I'm like, no, I have to do the plot. I want to make sure I get it right in my head. I'll go see it on Sunday. Flash forward, Saturday afternoon. <laughs> D, what time do you want to go tomorrow? I don't know. Pick a time. What time are they? I was like, oh, there's there's showings every second of the day. I'm sure it'll be fine. How about the 12 o'clock? Sold out. How about the 1 o'clock? Sold out. Over at Kabuki, both sold out. Everything was sold out, and I started to panic. (laughs) I was like, what? (laughs) I was like, what excuse am I going to give to Tim for why I couldn't get off my ass and book tickets? Finally, we found two tickets at 645, so we ended up having a nice date night. But it was pandemonium at the Kabuki Theater. If you thought though that screener we went to for the Flash movie was insane, this was like, like blocks away from it. I'm like, what's happening? Why are there so many people in pink here? I don't. So know. Where do they find this pepto bismol pink? And and where do you see that? Get in the theater. It's hot. Ooh. Not because the <laughs> air is not there. it's The bodies. There's so many bodies. Crank. I don't think I've been to like multiple sold out theaters of a movie in a really really long time, and it was a fucking party in this theater. Massive party. Oh, of, yeah, man. A lot of phone screens, too. I was like, we got to put all these away, okay? didn't yeah. go out the window, Barbie fans. <laughs> Can
4: we
2: also talk about this, the return to movie theaters? People... Have their phones at all the time? Dude, they're chit chatting through the whole they're thing. They're talking like, the whole movie. We not, how have we not reined this in yet? This is not at home. We are not at home anymore.
0: Yeah, no, it's uh, but nothing could
2: problem. ruin this experience. Nothing
0: could, even though me and you had a pretty tough one where we were second row <laughs> uh, in in a theater that only had like four roles total. So it's like I was like, right, it can't be that bad. We're in recliners, and I was like, oh my god, I am inside Barbie right now. That's yeah. not what I Whoa. meant to say. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I meant to say. But it was it was fucking crazy. But anyways, it's crushing. It's crushing so hard right now. It's currently having a box office of $356 million. That's wild.
4: Dang. Um, I mean, breaking records
0: the, left and right. This, this is the best opening week of opening weekend of the year, right? Yes. And this movie there's is dominating. so many stats on that that make it even more impressive. Like, like number it,
2: four all time, right? All
0: time. Beat out Mario. Uh, the number one for a, um, female, uh, a director. female director. So many uh, accolades being thrown at this. And it's only the beginning. And on top of that, Oppenheimer's also crushing it being, the number three best opening for a Nolan movie that's because of Batman like pretty wild number one
2: non-Batman right
0: exactly so it's like that's just thing people are showing up and hey there's quality movies out there so it's I love it I really like to see this
2: I can tell it's a big deal because my mom called me and she was like we're going to see Barbie on Friday with like her little like book club I was like I could not tell you the last time my parents saw a movie on that's opening day, opening weekend. My mom's on like three books. Cool. She's retired, living her best life. I love life, that.
1: I well, that's what's so crazy about this. is like, <laughs> Can you think of another analog to this that's happened in the last 10 years that wasn't a Marvel movie or a big tentpole event like Star Wars movie or something like that, right? Well, dude, I mean, that's
0: actually another one of the big uh, talking point. accoladey things is like, this is... Like, somebody did a breakdown of, like, if you don't count sequels, if you don't count superhero things, if you don't count blah, 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 blah. Like, this is the first original movie to do this well in, like, 20
1: years. Yeah. Uh, I mean, granted, we should put the caveat on it, The Barbie has been around for a exactly. few years. And, 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 and there's, it has a massive brands. brand brand recognition. Yeah. But there has never a been a hero. major motion picture movie done. Yeah. But I'm talking, like, even, even less than that. This is, like, a thing. <laughs> Not like, oh, the movie's good, and we'll get into the merits of the film as well. But aside from that, walking there, I was like, I felt... FOMO. I was like, I have to see this movie. I don't know what's happening right now. If I don't see this movie, I'm not going to be one of the cool kids. It was a massive, this is going to be a massive cultural moment for cinema goers, but just in general, as, as like a water cooler moment.
0: Oh, yeah. And I, I think that that's special in a time where, you know, we, this show covers franchises. And so there's so many, there's never been more franchises than this year. And we've seen that week after week, and we know how it feels to watch all these movies. Yeah. And for this to be this moment where people are returning to the theater for For Oppenheimer, for Barbie, for both, celebrating that, dressing up, doing all the pictures and like treating it like an event. Like this, Barbie felt like Star Wars episode one. And that's an insane (laughs) thing to say. But I think it's going to be, this weekend's going to be talked about with the same type of like, yo, there's a fun to go into theaters that's not just watching the movie. It's like the whole thing. A lot more rose in this one though. Yeah. 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 In episode one. (laughs)
2: Um, I also think it's really interesting that this weekend was. Uh, presented as a barbie and oppenheimer and not a barbie versus oppenheimer um i think obviously the barbenheimer name makes it uh a combination but i feel like this so easily in with just a couple of tweaks and changes could have been like a war of like the pink versus the black like color kind of like clash thing uh, I
3: think because they are at opposite ends of the spectrum that that is yeah. what kind of caused the meme. It's similar to during the pandemic, we had Animal Crossing and Doom coming out on the same yeah, day. Totally. Doom Eternal and Animal Crossing came out. So people had a lot of fun with the combinations there and like, oh, what are you playing today? Are you playing this game where you are destroying demons with shotguns? Are you decorating your little house or whatever? Mm-hmm. And I, I think a lot of that played into like, if I think if this or any other movie... If I think if Oppenheimer was any other Christopher Nolan movie, I don't know if it really does that. I think because of the subject matter, it is like the perfect kind of thing to play into the meme.
1: Well, let's also think about this, right? Correct me if I'm wrong, Tim, but he used to produce through Warner Brothers, right? Mm-hmm. This is the first one he didn't yeah. do through Warner Brothers. So had he kept that relationship going, there's no way they would have put these two movies right. out on the same weekend. Yeah. That's actually kind of a it's pro actually might have been a blessing in disguise for Warner because that that— that energy built around itself with the internet meme in a very positive way, which is wild to me. It, yeah, it really is. So, all right, enough. Were of, there
2: background things about how like Warner purposely put the Barbie against?
0: N- Oppen- no, no I mean, it was just. I mean, again, like we keep talking about this. Like, there's only so many weekends <laughs> it's in a crazy year that Mission
2: Impossible was the weekend before.
0: Yeah, and it's like and
2: Indiana Jones at, the weekend before that, right? I
0: mean, Indiana uh, Mission Impossible is gonna get its lunch date. Like, yeah. there's just it is not gonna make as much money as it no. would have in any other uh year but that's just where we're at so barbie i mean it has a runway right now that i, I think it's going to to be able to yeah, what else to keep is going to even come close i mean to it? Like, like yeah like ninja turtles and uh
1: some other things that like are different you know i don't yeah. see ninja turtles taking it taking its thunder because i feel like the audiences for this like i literally overheard a group of women in front of me go we got to see this
3: again oh yeah i think it's going to be a party movie for the next like month at least, it, it certainly helps that the movie's good. Like, I think if <laughs> yeah, I think if, I think if the movie comes out and early reviewers totally trash it, I don't think it hits as good uh, as much as uh, I think this was just like the perfect kind of set of circumstances of both of these movies having really popular directors, both of these movies getting really good ratings before they come out, and because of the subject matter in both of them. I I think if like I think back to gi joe coming out like right that's i think of gi joe and barbie as like similar in terms of what they did for uh like for action figures and just for fandoms back in the day and we didn't see gi joe have anywhere near this sort of explosion like it's it's wild how popular this was i think they did a good job marketing it too i think yeah. the, the original trailer Incredible. you saw that
1: was a 2001 ripoff really set for me set the tone of like okay it's grattiger work it's Nora Bombach. They're going they're doing something with this movie. This is not just a straightforward Barbie movie. This is gonna have some commentary in it that I don't want, I'm not gonna wanna miss. So I think that if we even if we weren't like reviewing this, I still think I would have probably seen this in theaters. Oh, yeah. Which says absolutely. a lot.
0: Yeah. So let, let's get into our, our thoughts on this. It's been long enough. Joey Noel, what did you think about the long-awaited <laughs> Barbie movie?
2: I of course really liked it. I will say I I've seen it twice now. And the more that I see it and the more that I talk to people about it, I do think that I'm getting even higher and higher. Originally, I would have, like, scored this a four out of five because I think it's solid. I think it's also really hard for me. Like, Lady Bird is such a Joey movie. And Little Women, I really loved. So it's hard for me to, like, rank this within those because I've had so much time with them. So I still think I would put it at number three, which might be sacrilege. But um, she... Greta Gerwig just doesn't miss. Like she's so good at it. She's so good at telling she had so, with fun and uh commentary and humor in the musical. Like there are so many things and aspects to this movie that like truly they shouldn't all work together but they do and it's kind of shocking that she made it all work. I don't know if you guys saw like the letterbox list of movies that she had that like inspired these and like It's, it's like 27 movies and it's crazy to see like what the wide range of like really like niche French films that had like the coloring that she wanted. And then old Hollywood musicals and all of the splash from the 80s. It's like you had got all of these inspirations from everywhere and managed to put them into a cohesive story there. The Will Ferrell stuff is like the stuff that I just don't really care about in this. I'm like, I feel like we could have figured that out and reworked that. But Margot Robbie is incredibly perfect as Barbie. Ryan Gosling's Ken is just, like, perfect. America Ferreira, I really like. Um, I think the collection of Barbies and Kens that they had were really fun. Like, and I just, I think part of why I ranked it a four out of five is I was like, oh, I wish they would have gone, like, a little bit deeper in the commentary Mm because I feel like it was, like, a little bit basic. I think part of that, too, is me thinking about that I'm lucky enough to have people in my life where, like, We talk about, like, feminism and, like, women in the world, like, a lot. (laughs) So I think I'm coming from a place where, like, I'm deeper in that segment than, like, maybe other people across the nation. So I think that these are really important, like, baseline conversations to have in media. Um, And then the other thing was, like, oh, this didn't hit as hard for me as Lady Bird or Little Women and like, I just wish that it would have gone a little bit harder. But then it's like this entire movie is like holding women to unexpected or uh, unrealistic expectations. And I'm like, am I doing that? And it's just like <laughs> I like how much this movie makes mm. me think about different things. And like I feel like I will think about this for a long time in college. Like if you were a comm major, you took a media literary uh, media criticism class and everybody only you could only pick like a piece of media once in the entire like history of the class. And I'm so fucking interested in whoever gets to pick Barbie and like what kind of like dissection they get into. I feel like this is going to be like great video essays and stuff like that. Cause I know that there's stuff that like, I wasn't picking up on that other people have and stuff. And I'm very excited to like keep having these conversations.
0: Mm-hmm. Hell yeah.
3: Andy. I I loved it. I was, I went to go watch it alone at the Regal Theater I regret not going with you all because I had the crappy seats. We already spoke about this. Not happy about them, Tim. Never going to sit in those seats again. Popcorn, though. Better than the It's crispy. <laughs> crispy. So good, let me tell you. Um, packed theater. Um, the whole audience just vibing to this whole movie. At like 4 p.m. on a weekday. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was uh it was a blast. I, I had a smile on my face the whole freaking time. Um I... I agree with Joe that I think they could have gone uh, a little bit deeper into uh, all the symbolism and everything, but I still think that it had enough there to have a message without. Where we have a lot of, you know, we review a lot of movies on here and we go, man, like they tried to say something and they just failed at it. I still think they said something. I just wish they went even harder at it. But, um, dude, dude man, Ryan Gosling was just making me laugh the whole time. And I. I I now I I need to watch The Nice Guys like Hell, I need yeah. to. I think that Ryan Gosling's comedic chops are so perfect and there was a debate like is Nick going to like the movie or not? And I thought <laughs> while watching Ryan Gosling in this movie I just thought Ryan Gosling's comedy is a, like what Nick sort of strives for with just what he how he is and so cool, Barbie. Like, just all that <laughs> stuff. Just I, I was laughing the whole goddamn time. I feel like I, like I was probably laughing the most out of everybody because it just felt like everything this dude was doing, I was laughing at. Um, in addition to all the, um, all the rest of the cans and Barbies in this movie, um, I initially thought this Will Ferrell stuff is not going to work for me, and it, like, halfway worked. And that's what I'm happiest about because I really thought I was going to, like, tank the movie. And I still got some some decent laughs from there. But, um, yeah, the movie's heartfelt. It, you know, I think they do a great job of kind of um, hitting those hitting those notes of. All right. This is going to make you cry because we were showing imagery of mothers and daughters all around the world. And just like just random clips and images of whoever they may be. Do you know who they are? I assume relatives of the workers. Yeah.
2: It's all people that were involved in the production of the movie could submit pictures and videos and stuff like that. So it's cast, it's crew. It's like everybody. I
3: was, man, I was just teary eyed like hell, man. i like, whenever a movie does the, the sort of silent cutaway without, you know, audio from the cutaway that you're watching, that shit just always hits really different for me. And I thought it was beautiful. And I liked, I, I think Margot Robbie was phenomenal. I loved her performance in this movie. I think she needed to be super silly and funny when she, whenever she was, and then all the moments that she needed to be more serious and a bit more subdued. I thought it was like a pitch-perfect performance. Um, I I freaking had a blast with this movie. And, like, walking out, I just thought to myself, God damn, Barbenheimer fucking delivered. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought, like, one of these movies is not going to hit me the way I wanted to, and both of them I thought were incredible. And, And I'm saying that walking out, seeing the sea of pink clothes walking out like mm. what a freaking blast this was although they didn't turn the house lights on for like the first 10 minutes i had to save the day on the patriarchy nick what, what did you use i walked out i was like can we get the house lights off <laughs> 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 nobody was gonna everybody was just sitting around me just looking around like i guess we'll everyone was on here. their I was phones like, they weren't even i'm minutes. gonna fucking do this and i think we may have <laughs> got the, be the hero. i think we may have walk, gotten one dude fired because i walked Mark. out i was like can we get the house lights off uh the house lights are so on, and then like a more senior looking person walked in nick and this person was like not wearing the regal shirt, they were wearing like, like the suit. Yeah, <laughs> it was like the manager. And he walked in there, he, he opened the door, hit the lights, and then gave, shot a real ugly uh, glare at the young kid who was wearing the regal shirt. I don't know if that kid's working there anymore. I'm sorry. Great movie.
0: Nick Scarpino, what'd you think of this one?
3: I liked it a
1: lot. I think I'm a bit lower than you guys are on it. Um, and I think partially because I was expecting it to be slightly more fun in the real world than i thought it ended up being so going into this i think they nailed it across the board i think this movie is kind of at odds with itself a a little though because i think it is a drama wrapped in a fun barbie movie and that's a really hard balance to, to to strike to me i think of movies like pleasantville or i think of movies like elf where you have like I kept wanting this to be more like Elf where Barbie's in the real world and struggling and then starts to everyone starts to realize that she is incredible and she starts changing the real world. But we didn't get that dynamic. Yeah. Instead, we got her going back to Barbie Land and changing it back to where it was before. So if you look at it, it's kind of a disappointment for me where we get to the end of the movie and Barbie Land's sort of where it was at the beginning. Barbie has learned, but everything else hasn't really changed there except for the kids are a little bit more self-aware. And there's a lot more nuance to that than I'm getting it to right now. Yeah. But the only real criticism I have is that the movie was fun, but what were the, the most fun moments of the Barbie movie? Like, what's the most memorable things you guys can think of? Because uh. to me, I walked away with Kent. Alan. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Alan, right? But either of those aren't Barbie. And so that is my only disappointment with it, was I was assuming, I'm like, you got Margot Robbie, you got this great cast, you got Issa Rae, you got all these incredible Barbies. I wanted to see that fish out of water story where they go to the real world, they encounter the, the workers that are horrible guys, like they're just this was, they, the patriarchy, and change the real world, and then take that back to Barbie, where there is, you know, a, a different dynamic. Or the Barbie Land, where there is a different dynamic there, um, and then have that radiate and, and have both those play off each other. I think they looked at this movie and were like, "We need more fun," and that's where you get these Will Ferrell mov- Will Ferrell moments that just plain old fashioned don't work. Yeah. All the Will Ferrell stuff. All the guys in the thing, I'm like, oh, my God, get me out of this boardroom. I do not. I want Barbie back on the streets, hanging out with America and the daughter. I love that dynamic. I was hoping we'd see more of that in the real world because you have this daughter who is like, you're you're you. I am the criticism of Barbie. Like the daughter represented the overall arching criticism of the last 60 years of Barbie, which is that she is a stereotype that is impossible to live up to. Right. But we never really got that. Back and forth other than at the lunch table. I would have loved to have seen that happen in the real world. But instead we get the daughter who's in all black. Go to the Barbie land. And then suddenly start wearing all pink. Which seems to me a little bit like a regression. I digress. Um, and then I also really, really did not like the ending with Ken. Where she decided. Where she had to basically nurture him. I was like, whoa. What, this feels really off. But- really weird
2: representative of how things usually work.
1: Very true. <laughs> and that, and that's what the nuanced discussion is to your earlier point. Like people are going to be studying this film for a long time because I do think there's a lot of those, all of those dynamics are real. Yeah. All of that's real. Um, To find a character at the end of the movie who has gone through this, um, uh, you know, entire process, so much so to the point where she's willing to basically be mortal and go to the real world and experience all the, what mm-hmm. what being a real woman in the real world has to offer. It just felt like, like, her saying that obviously was echoing what she was, was going through when she's talking to Ken about finding her own identity and stuff like that. I just wish that scene hadn't been... It just kind of felt at that moment, I was like, wait, is Ken the, the the main character of this movie? Because we're with him in that moment, and he wasn't, and it's not necessarily portrayed that way, but it felt like they lingered on that for a really long time. Yeah, And this movie needed about 300% more Alan.
2: Also true. Yeah, <laughs> I will say just a point to you talking about the, like, I wish she would have gone and changed the world. I think that would have felt really... That would have made the movie feel less grounded because I think most people watching that were just like, oh, Barbie changed the world. That would have felt cheesy and like, that's not really how things are ever going to work
1: Fair. in the real world. Fair. But I feel like to me, her changing or her her affecting the real world more is what I wanted to see. Yeah. Because I think. She does in, in regards to, like, she, she affects where uh, uh, the mother and daughter are. Like, obviously, they have a better relationship. They're going for They learn more about each other. I like that dynamic. Yeah. I wanted that fish-out-of-water story more. Because I think when we got back to Barbie Land, I was like, they're really, really relying on, on the, the Kendom. Aspect of this, which is great, but I wish we had that fun and games segment in the real world, and I wish we just we spent more time with Margot Robbie. They, yeah. like I think I think they always they gave her more fun things to do and learn from.
3: They did have a couple of moments uh, of lines of dialogue when they eventually flip the kingdom back to Barbie Land, and they talk about how, hey, uh, y- you know, uh, men will eventually become more pop more important here in this world, much like women are constantly doing that uphill battle thing to try to be you know more uh, leaders in the actual real world like they kind of mentioned that line a couple times of like hey it's it's been a long battle and we're still going at it so like i feel like i that that was enough of for me from the filmmakers to be telling me like hey they're not going to change the real world yet like they're they're slowly making strides to you know to kind of have that ideal world like the way Barbie Land is or whatever. So like, those are the lines of dialogue that I listened to and got out of and, and understanding like, I don't I'm with Joey. I don't know if it would have, I don't know if the, I would have been super satisfied with that as like, hey the real world's changed now and like you know. Uh, oh
1: I mean I don't, I, don't, I wasn't expecting her to like wave a magic wand and then all of a sudden write all the things <laughs> that are wrong in the world. I just think like. I don't know I just like I think back to stories like elf and obviously that's an oversimplification of what this movie's trying to achieve, which is a much more important message I think when you when you contrast feminism and the feminist like message with the spirit of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> We're not really, we, don't, we don't really need to make that debate. Yeah, and, stress, and I'm not, trying, like I'm not trying to make that debate. But I do think there's <laughs> a specific magic to taking someone who's so pure and so wholesome as Barbie and putting her in the world and then yeah. seeing how that affects the world. And I just wish we had gotten more of that for the second act. Yeah. But instead, we get we get them going back to Barbie land um, and they just rely on Brian Gosling and Will Ferrell to do a lot of the heavy lifting as far as like the fun aspect of it. Yeah. And to be fair... Give the man the Oscar, <laughs> like Ryan Gosling in this movie. This might be his best role he's ever done. <laughs> and I hold him to a very high standard. Um, but so uh, but overall, dialing it back, because it does sound like I'm, I'm putting together a scathing criticism of this, and no. I do not mean to. I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah. I thought it was very well done. I thought it was a, a as good a balance as I, I could have possibly expected of the subject matter, which is very, very important and very, very real. Yeah. with barbie and those worlds could have collided in such a horrible way and i think greta gerwig and the team did a really really great job um i just i think production wise stunning The movie the barbie land all that stuff incredibly imagined i would be surprised if they didn't win an academy award for the actual production worldwide I mean, shortage
2: thing. of pink paint
1: that's of this movie awesome um and then just the cast and crew in general just incredible Um, would have loved to have seen spent more time with the barbies again Together, because I think you have a superstar cast of people. But, you know, what are you going to do? It's only two hours in the movie. Midge.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Who's Emerald Fennell, who is like, she's in The Crown. She directed... Promising Young Woman and just has like a the babiest of cameos. Yeah. So funny.
0: Fantastic, man. I, I, I'm i kind of in between, I think, a lot of this stuff where it's like, I think that at the end of the day, this is a great movie. I think it's a even more so an important movie. Joey talking about this being studied. There's a lot to break down here. There's depth on depth on depth and layers and all of it. And it's all wrapped in a legit effort to make a movie. Like to make a cinematic experience like, un, like nothing we've ever seen before. And I think that they pulled that off in a world that we've seen so Many adaptations of whether it's comic books or toys to life, whatever it is, we've life seen this. <laughs> I, yes, yes, we've seen this stuff a lot, and I feel like trying to find that balance between doing something that's actually unique and creative, actually having a message to back it up, and uh, basing it on something that means a lot to people is a very, very, very hard thing to pull off, and I think potentially impossible to get 100 right and please every single person equally i feel like at the end of the day my criticisms of this film almost don't matter because it's not about me the guy that watches every fucking one of these movies that comes out and like is comparing this of like well did i like this aspect better than i liked it in the lego movie i didn't did did i like this better than this i didn't did i think it was funnier than this no whatever that's not the point of this. I feel like, and even uh, to the the feminist conversation you were having, Joey, it's like, I feel very blessed and lucky that I have friends like you and people around me and live in an area that has always talked about that stuff. And so some of the messaging in it, I kind of look at it as like, well, duh. Yeah. So I'm happy that we all at this table want it to go deeper. <laughs> but I also like that we understand why it, what it was is still plenty deep and yeah. going to be heard by a whole new generation of kids out there that I think, uh, and not even just kids, even, a, so there's adults out there that need to hear and see some of this stuff, and I feel like for as quote-unquote surface level as some of it could feel, the way that they use the Kens to show the patriarchy and how quickly things can get bad when you give men power, <laughs> I thought was fucking inspired. They did <laughs> such a great job of building it all off. Well, still making it feel very kind of like like, not, I fucking hate men. Like, it never yeah, felt yeah. that way. Like, them showing how much they loved the
4: horses. Like, that is just God, so I wish we could get funny. horses up on these like, screens, it's man. It's just so <laughs>
0: just funny. Just an extension like, of man. But it's great, though. It's like, I think I think that's the type of stuff that, like, yo, this was written and directed by people that really have something to say and have a, a view of the world that that is critical and like the the, i feel like using barbie to be able to show all of it they did such a great job with it
2: and even just like the i feel like that's so representative of like people get down so many like weird culty rabbit or like belief rabbit holes because they're enticed by one thing and then they fall down and when he says at the end obviously spoilers uh I was kind of like less into it when I found out it wasn't much about horses, but like it, that was enough to get him like out of it. It took a bigger thing. I feel like that's a lot of people where it's like, well, I, I'm committed to this and now I have to double down and I'm double downing so many layers. And now this is who I am. It's like, oh, this is all very interesting.
0: Yeah. And I, I do think that the cast was incredible. Um, A couple like... I, I feel like I expected more cameos from a movie like this. I feel like it was you so didn't like John
1: Cena popping up. In the it was amazing. Was I can't believe he was the only one though. Like yeah, I, I feel like for for first. how
0: hard they went with the marketing of this movie, and the, and this person's here, and leap Lipa's a mermaid, and this and this and this. I thought, oh, there's clearly going to be some other things. Like we didn't even get the Cameo King Channing Tatum, which I feel like would have been uh, pretty special. That
2: is tragic. And it's like I
0: understand that like people are like, oh, like are you criticizing because It didn't have more cameos. I feel like this movie could have used more cameos. Uh, in order to like, to just to raise it just a little bit more. And the way, again, looking at the Lego Movie, like the way that the constantly, I was surprised about who and what was showing up and how it was being referenced. I was so blown away by, and this movie does that for a lot of things. I just thought that cameo wise could have went further. However, I will completely take all that back because we got a banger reference to the D. <laughs> classic. Gotta, gotta, gotta kick, kick it up. up.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I was telling this story to Roger earlier, and he was like. I had no idea that that existed or anything. He's gotta
0: kick it up. So, Nick, back in. Either the late 90s or the early 2000s. There's these things called Disney Channel original movies, all right? And every single month, the Disney okay. Channel would okay. put out a new movie. And we sat with bated breath for the new one to come out. And we would watch the rewinds all next month until the next one came. Yep. One of the last ones that our generation fucking rocked with was called Gotta Kick It Up. And it was about, what was it about, Joey? Give it's me the a pitch.
2: dance. It's been a while since. it's a. It has America for in it. Yeah. She's in a dance squad. And they're, I don't really remember anything else about this story. A school if dance
1: honest. team uh, get a new lease on life thanks to a teacher who lets them <laughs> in on the secret of Latin rhythms for That's a big right. competition. Yeah. And so
0: this this unlikely squad has to get together and overcome the odds, but they have a catchphrase, and it is Andy. Got to kick it up. No. See, si, say, oh. Puede, Okay. And we get them making a reference to American for America in this. And I lost my shit. It That's was
2: incredible, incredible. <laughs> that they also make her say sisterhood at some point earlier. And I was like, ah. oh, the fucking traveling pants, man, are back.
0: Yeah. So I, I, I loved that. Um, but anyway, transitioning to my last bit of critical thing. I need to watch this again to really see how it fits. Definitely the video essays and all this stuff. Something didn't sit right with me about Margot Robbie being so out of the last act of the movie. It, yeah. it kind of felt distracted. It felt like we're dealing with Barbie as a concept more than we were dealing with Barbie as a person. And something about it, when we get all the the kids and families playing with the stuff, it just it felt a little like we we, we zoomed out a little too much when we spent so much time being here with her and seeing her... like. My favorite moment of the movie, honestly, was the scene of her and the old woman at the bus stop. It's so good. It was just so good. And I feel like... A scene that they wanted to cut. Which is absolutely wild. But that scene with Margot Robbie, seeing her cry, seeing all of that, and then to the end of the movie, kind of just deal with Barbie more as a name and less about Margot Robbie's stereotypical Barbie, I feel like it was a little bit of a a disservice, but I might have a bad read on that. So, I don't know.
2: Yeah. I think that they're... I have nowhere like form like fully formed my thoughts on it, but yeah, there is the third act is so light on Barbie because it's heavy on the other stuff, and so I think the balance is a little
3: yeah. Sneaky. It's heavy on the land. It's heavy on getting Barbie land back away from the Kendom. <laughs> yeah, it's which heavy is heavy on getting the Kens to fight against each other. <laughs> which is oh god, that scene. Hilar- <laughs> I mean, come on.
2: So a, a funny thing about Kingdom. I was reading, maybe it was a TikTok, I don't remember, but somebody saw it in another country. And instead of uh Kendam, it was Kenmark because they were like in oh, like Iran, Denmark. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I love That's the so like good. localization so of some of these jokes, and I think it'll be funny to see like
0: what they Yeah, doing. that is uh, that it. is so awesome. All right. Uh we're about to get into the plot. Um remember you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to get this show ad free and watch live Ooh. as we record it. This episode is brought to you by PayPal Honey, the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. Did you know it only takes a few seconds to get it? That means if you go to add it to your laptop or iPhone right now, you could be done before this ad read is even over. And you know what else works fast? Honey's deal-finding abilities. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. When you check out, the Honey button appears. All you have to do is click Apply Coupons. you wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that and then if it finds a working coupon you will find the prices drop we've saved thousands of dollars thanks to honey buying costumes props tech over the years honestly not using honey is just silly honey doesn't just work on desktop it works on your iphone too just activate it on safari on your phone and you get to save on the go getting honey seriously only takes a few seconds and by getting it you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show you can get paypal honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kind of funny that's joinhoney.com kind of funny. This episode's brought to you by Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. just like Mike likes them. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No Hello. Wow. Questions asked, and every purchase supports the Shady Rays Impact Program, which works directly with nonprofits and their communities to empower and make adventure accessible for all walks of life, from childhood cancer patients to young adults with serious health conditions. Exclusively for y'all listening right now, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to shadyrays.com and use code kind for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Again, that's ShadyRays.com. Use code KINDAFUNNY. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. We all know life can be hard. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. I know from experience how often it just seems easier to care about others and keep it moving, but when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. For more balance with BetterHelp, visit betterhelp.com slash funny today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash kindoffunny betterhelp.com slash kind of funny but Andy please take us away and lead Nick to the plot
3: Wait, is it ads first ads now hey we're back ready for the plot song everybody we am working really really hard on this okay Nick's gonna tell you the plot Yes, he will Yes, he will Nick's gonna tell you the plot Yes, he will Yes, he will He's gonna tell you what happened Yeah He's gonna tell you what happened And, and yeah, he will Thank you
2: Oh, oh. oh, wow. Oh. Nickenheimer, what happened? Oh. Hey, guys.
1: I was just coming back from the gym. Hey, Ken. Let's go. Hey, Ken. Hey, How's hey, it going? <laughs> hey, Barbie. Oh.
4: Mm.
1: All right, guys. <laughs> 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 I tried to freaking pull it back up. I
4: don't
1: know why I closed it. Perfect. 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 We're having to do why you why did we a great job. This is
2: the most fun we've had on an <laughs> in review production. Of I feel this, like in a while. Oh, my God.
1: Fantastic. All right, everyone. It's time to get serious and talk about the plot. For the 2023 hit film Barbie, we start off in just the most beautifully produced moment, where uh, we meet stereotypical Barbie. She wakes up in the morning, and it's the Disney moment where, like, well, it opens th-
2: with Space Odyssey.
1: Oh, it does open with Space Odyssey. You're absolutely right. Sorry. Um, which is great because it's that was the first laugh I got with a little girl just like <laughs> raging <laughs> as she's smashing the dolls. Right? And we get who, we get who Barbie, wants get to Barbie.
3: play like they're a mother like. Or you know what yeah. the, the whole like nobody wants to you know play with these toys where they're fake cooking anymore. Who's they saying want to this? Play with dolls. Uh, Helen. Mirren. Helen Mirren. Helen fucking Mirren yeah. is the narrator. You gotta get her. You gotta get
2: her. So good.
1: <sighs> I, got, I digress. Uh, we see, of course, the, the statue of, of Barbie, the, the doll, life-size doll, and it turns into Margot Robbie, and she walks away, and all the kids realize this is the, this is the, the doll we're going to be playing with now for the rest of our life.
2: In the um, iconic black and white Barbie bathing suit.
1: Is that it's iconic? The,
2: that is one of the most iconic Barbies of all time, and they just crushed it.
1: It was fun watching this with Dee, because she was like, I had that. I had that. I had that. <laughs> and I was like, right on. she a big Allen fan? Uh, I don't think she ever had Allen, but she does remember Midge. She was like, oh, I remember that. That was weird. <laughs> That was weird. I was like, okay. <laughs> the, the, the Midge, the, the guy, I, I thought Midge, but she was like, I thought Midge was, they had other Midge's. <laughs> <laughs> like, or was it, Sk- was it, there was like, there's there was like Kelly
2: a... and then there's Skipper.
1: Skipper is I think the one we were And then there's one
2: about. more that I never had that I don't
1: remember. But Midge either. was the one that was like, was.
2: I had no context for Midge other than like, what was in the movie.
1: That's incredible. Anyway, this is where we cut to the movie and we meet stereotypical Barbie waking up. And I love all the moments here of her like basically you know uh, taking the shower pouring herself some coffee but never actually interacting with any of these things because you never really did because she's a doll and of course we'll learn later that she's being played with in the real world by someone a, a child we think we're not quite sure i saw a really great uh twitter
0: thread that was like a visual comparison between moments of this movie and the truman show
1: and oh. like the visual language, oh. like really, sh- like mm. being like tied into that. I was like, "Oh, this is pretty cool." Uh, that's a that's a really good analog for that. Yeah, they start off the same. Um, we, I of course- also think
2: the scale of everything that they did in this scene was really great because nothing ever felt right, <laughs> like the actual human size. But that's how it always is with like Barbie dolls. It's like everything's always like a little bit too big, in yeah. <laughs> what you're supposed to be playing with, and so it. Felt- Where the house
1: is like, is a house that's too small because you have to be exactly. able to fit it in someone's room. You know, it's like all the houses were like tiny because they fit on the same block having said that if i could have that house in san francisco i totally would oh man that place! that her, her the barbie mansion was a banger mm-hmm. uh, we meet all the other barbies here we meet uh all, all the, the entire litany of barbies but it's important to note that she is stereotypical barbie and therefore is just is the barbie that the the, the originator the, the original of all this we also meet the kens uh we'll call it we'll just call ryan gosling's ken ken and then we'll also call uh, uh, all the other Kens Ken as well. Okay. Okay. Uh, we also meet Alan, uh, played by the venerable Michael Sarah, <laughs> who's just
4: Dude, what a. When treat.
1: they get so they introduce all the Kens, we go out to the beach, and of course it's not just he's not a lifeguard. Ken's not a lifeguard. He's not even a beach patrol. He's just beach. Beach Ken.
2: <laughs> it's perfect. And then we no meet surfing. Alan,
1: and Alan has a wonderful line where Helen Mirren's like, "There's only ever been one Alan. They never did more of that." And Michael Sarah goes. Yeah, it's really confusing. I don't, I don't understand why that is. My
0: favorite thing, Nick, is I'm sure you've heard this, but Blessing is infatuated with Michael Sarah. Isn't? But At like, he really loves this guy, and <laughs> he um, loves this guy. <laughs> he fucking loves this guy, and it's so funny. But on Games Daily, like uh, Bless will say "Hey man" a lot, and it mm-hmm. turned to a point where like, "Hey, can you say, hey, man' as if you're Michael Sarah?" And it's it's the type of bit that's like blurred the line of mm-hmm. like. You, you, we've all been there right? the like, where is the bit yeah where is the bit at this point like I don't even fucking know hey, man. but the, the amount of times where Bless says hey man and we all just crack up because it reminds me of Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah in this movie says hey man <laughs> <laughs> and it is the most it reminded me of the, kid? the the big kid
1: moment in Ant-Man like
0: oh my god dude. I love
1: it I love that uh, of course we uh, we meet all the cans and we we, uh, we establish the fact that Ryan Gosling is infatuated with Barbie he's in love with her but she kind of just thinks of him more as a friend uh, he wants to go home with her to do what I don't know. I don't know.
3: I'm not quite, <laughs> not <now>. quite
1: sure. <laughs> uh, he, he tries to kiss her.
3: Cause we're girlfriend, girlfriend boyfriend. Yeah.
2: <laughs> His Everything. Timing is so good, in the tone of voice. Just, I feel like we're gonna lose him. Like we lost Austin Butler to Elvis. Oh. But I would be really excited if That's Ken just gonna was gonna just
1: Paul Walker. I was like, don't you even say that. Oh, oh no. my god! I wish that on like Ricky Bobby. No,
2: never. But okay. yeah, I just feel like I feel it's his life is now before Ken and after Ken. And yeah, you know that he's gonna ever get out of it. I think
1: this just puts him on another stratosphere, and I can't wait to see what he does next. And it, this movie, we joked about there being a sequel to this movie, but there's just no way they're not gonna do another one of these. With how much money it's making, and if they have the, if they can make a Ken movie, a Ken and Allen adventure movie,
3: you sign me up. I, I mean, the as well. I feel like all of my tiktok algorithm recently has just been different interviews of ryan gosling at different moments for this movie being in full character he is just a blast to like watch be interviewed because he just you could tell he just loves every part of it and recently watching an interview he's like well you know yeah it's just all the kens together and they're you know they're kenning all over the place they're it in each other's hair. It's just, <laughs> he's just he's like taking it too far. And he's realizing it, but it is so fucking funny, man. Isn't I mean the
2: Nick thing where he's like, I don't know how to get out of yeah.
3: this.
1: <laughs> yeah, but somehow I feel like Ryan Gosling's thing is a lot more charming. Than he's doing. I think he's doing it a lot more.
0: Uh, I, I I saw uh, a, a meme that was like the MCU like Phase One, Phase Two, Phase Three thing, and it was like Barbie and it was like Ken the origin story. No, 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 no. no. It was just Ken, and then one was Alan the origin story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, it just kept going, and then eventually, it, the Avengers of it was just Hot Wheels. <laughs>
3: yeah. It was all like Mattel stuff. Yeah.
1: awesome. Uh, they we said They have a rivalry here as well with uh, between. Also, them. shout out
2: to the Lizzo song that plays during. Yeah, That like, awesome. Narrates her so day. Fun. The self-aware
1: song that yeah. kind of gets Reactions funnier to everything. Yeah. Um, we uh, Simulio and uh, and Ryan Gosling have a rivalry because they both like the bar- stereotypical by and man. When they start getting into it, and telling them they're gonna beat each other off, <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't tell you how hard I'm everyone in that theater laughed. Because it's one of those moments where you're like, I'll we all collectively, we all collectively agree this is absurd. But we're all also fucking in. <laughs> yeah, we're in the car on this ride with yeah. these two guys. Uh, later that night, of course, there's a dance party. You're having a big old dance party, um, and this is where I believe. Uh, uh, actually, I, I, no, that's not true. I think it's girls' night first, right? Ken wants to sleep over. She's like, no, I'm sorry. It's girls night. It's always, he's like, it's always girls night uh, because she never prioritizes him or their relationship. Goes into the thing, parties. Next day, wakes up. This is where the Lizzo song. But also as he walks
3: away, he's like, it's okay i'm busy
2: <laughs> i love you too that's the sad one i'm like oh.
0: i
3: love you too <laughs>
0: and
2: oh, he and does we... his little walk is also so yeah. oh i love it he
0: does like He's a little dance the dance that he does yeah. later <laughs> at the dance party to enter the, the dance line because Simulu is crushing yeah like yeah. i love the casting of all the kids are great uh kingsley benadir is that yeah. his name Watching Secret Invasion in this, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, whoa, this is such oh, a total shit. difference. Like, I just started watching Secret Invasion. Yeah, last night. that's him. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love guy. his performance in this. But the
2: blonde guy is Chris Evans' brother Scott. Oh no way. Yeah, that's
0: another Evans. That's awesome. I just really love Simu Lou in this, and I feel like for obviously Ryan Gosling crushed it, but the two of them together, like, I believed that Simulu is the Ken. And that, like, yeah. it, in any scene he was, like, uh, put up against uh, Ryan Gosling. And I think that is a testament to the writing of, of that version of the character and the performance of it that Simu brought. Like, mm-hmm.
1: he was just smarmy as <laughs> shit in the best ways. <laughs> but just all of them are perfect. I also, before I forget, I just want to give a shout out to the entire cast of Sex Education for being in this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I knew Eric was in it, and I knew Maeve was in it. I did not know the other guy was going to be in this.
2: Who's the other guy? The guy
1: that he, he's the, um, I forget his name. but Oh, he's, yeah, look at them. Oh wow, they're both good looking. These are the Evans brothers so? l- yeah. we're listening to right now. Uh, uh, real quick, he was the guy that was the receptionist at uh, Mattel, or the guy that figures that out at Mattel and has oh, to go up. He's also I believe yes. in sex education. Okay. He's he played the bully for a while and then ended up having spoilers. It you keep telling me Re- to watch it. Really, really good show. Everyone My favorite
2: it. thing too is that they cast Emma Mackey.
1: Yeah, Maeve. Yeah, uh, who's the one that always everyone always confuses for like Margo Robbie, Robbie. Yeah. and then
2: they were like. Well, now that you have dark Harry, we don't really look that much alike. I wish that they would have done something with the girl from Ready or Not, like in the. I wish she would have been in the real world, so mm, like uh, just Tamera. a funny little yeah. comedic bit of like, "You look like me" or something like that. Because I think they look more alike, but
3: that would have been I funny. Know. That would have been real funny. Also, Chad, let me know if you think that in this movie Ben Adir, what's his full name? Ben Kingsley. Kingsley Ben Adir. Kingsley Ben Adir. It's like a hyphenated, right? Yeah. Let me know if you think he looks like Kyrie Irving at, lot, uh, at all. Because in this movie, like anytime he had his, a headband on or like glasses or whatever, I, I would like double take like Kyrie in this movie. What is going on here? It's very odd.
2: Oh, they do look a lot. Well, oh, they look with a lot alike. Yeah,
3: between her, between
1: these two and Samara waving. Yeah, um, it's pretty it's pretty crazy. But that's also a picture for our belief in sex education. Everyone should watch that damn show if you haven't already. Do it right now. For vanish suits, okay, and Pearson. <laughs> Okay. Don't forget, suits episode, season episode, uh, sorry, season nine. Not on Netflix. It's on Amazon. Every but time I Amazon open up
3: the fucking okay. app, Amazon I see free. that it is number three Dude. in the world. <laughs> it's
0: it's crushing. I, I don't want to go off too long on this, but Nick, I need to let you know that this weekend, me and G watched two movies. One of them, I was incredibly impressed by, and I can't believe it was as good as it was. Sure. The other, I was supremely let down by. I watched uh, Flamin' Hot, the Hot Cheetos. Uh, oh, how movie. was that? And I also watched We're the Millers. Okay. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. And uh, flaming hot. What a letdown, man. Yeah, we're oh, the Millers. Really? Was fucking hilarious. <laughs> you never see where they were so inappropriate. Oh, it's so so inappropriate. inappropriate but I was dying of yeah. laughter the funny. entire wait, wait, wait. fucking time. We're the Millers, the one with
2: Will Poulter as like a yeah, I'm with oh. and with
0: Lorelai from Vanderpump. And goddamn, it's the gift that keeps on. We're the Millers, everybody. <laughs> it's <That's laughs> it's, it's something. It's something, right? Yes. Anderson's yes. Problematic yeah. is yeah. all hell. So many
3: issues. The Cheetos movie. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah he was I was tweeting like, "Man, like this is a great fucking." I, I really, I, didn't I really didn't. It. Um,
0: but Nick, where yes. the Millers ends. Uh, my first thought was Nick would love this movie, and then I remembered I think he he actually does love the movie. Um, then movie ends.
1: Because you liked this, you want to watch Suits?
0: And I'm like, God <laughs> damn it! <laughs> I'm gonna right
1: now, it's going to get you one way. Yeah. But I'll tell you this also. Those move, those two shows, that, that show and that movie have absolutely nothing in common. Yeah. Netflix oh. is just pushing shoots They're on people just like oh, Suits, baby. Right yeah. uh, as well they should. Uh, we cut back over to Barbie. She's at a dance party. And this is where she has that first moment of like, I'm thinking about dying. And everyone's like, what? Mm-hmm. Uh, she has the, the first concept of her home mortality. Uh, the next day she finds, of course, that she uh, she's having trouble completing her morning routine. The shower is too cold. Uh, the, the toast is burned. All that jazz because now she's been thrown off by something. Uh, all the other Barbies. Uh, she noticed, She also notices, and I, I love this touch, that she has uh, for the first time ever a touch of cellulite. Which was, uh, which is a common criticism of the Barbie dolls just being a, too plastic and too perfect. Uh, so we have to go to and this. I don't know that I've seen my wife laugh this hard and hit me in the arm uh, uh, until they introduced weird Barbie. (laughs) (laughs) Because she goes, she totally went, slapped my arm, went, totally had a weird Barbie. Oh, yeah. Totally had a weird Barbie. I was like, what's a weird Barbie? And as I was asking, they're like, oh, that's a Barbie that someone played with a little too hard. And I'm like, yeah. Always in
3: the splits, dude. Looks like Angelica from. uh, Oh, Cynthia. 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 Angelica's toy. Yeah.
2: Yeah, someone always finds a pair of scissors. There's always some markers somewhere they're not supposed to be, and somehow they all end up with the Barbie.
1: Yep, cut hair. Uh, we cut over to Kate McKinnon, uh, who I think is used appropriately in here. I think so too. I, I think her and Will Ferrell. I think they lean on. You can be leaned on a little too much for the comedic value of them. I think they did a better job of edit, like putting her in here where it made sense. A couple times toward the end, I'm like. Okay, no, no, we're fine. We're fine. I think it was okay. what I
0: appreciated about her in this movie is I feel like the balance between her um, dialogue comedy and physical comedy was like the right amount of both for me. Where I was like, you know what, overall, you're funny as a character and I like you. Yeah, whereas I feel like sometimes we've seen that go a little too far.
4: Ghostbusters,
1: Ghostbusters 2016.
4: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, we went a little too hard on that one. Uh, she tells her, of course, Barbie land, there's a kid playing with you in the real world, and that kid is uh, is going through something right now, and so you got to go find that kid and uh and, and and make it right and, and how you do that is by traveling to the real world and this i love this part because uh, Margot Robbie's like, no, no. <laughs> That's good. I, I don't want to do that. She's like, no, no, no. She's like, she gives her the choice. She goes, oh, I choose to stay here. She's like, this not really a choice. You have to go to the real world and you have to do this. She's like, I don't want to. Um, and then goes, Was how?
2: There's something so funny about the real world choice being a Birkenstock too. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, that got a like, pop. the heels, the Birkenstocks, <laughs> like, yeah,
1: that, got, that yep, makes sense. That got such a pop in the theater. Uh, of course, the way they do this, and I love the production design behind this, is they got to take a car to a boat, to a, to a, uh rocket and that will finally a snowmobile to the, to the
0: roller Camper. skates
4: Yeah.
1: So let me stop you here real quick cuz uh we we all give our thoughts on this.
0: One thing I didn't uh, give enough love to is how much I love the visual identity of this movie. Y'all know me. I'm a sucker for just committing to like the insane. I love Speed Racer because it did that. This movie fucking does that. And there's certain points of it where I was like, I don't I don't know that this is committing, but I don't know if it's working for me and the whole traveling between Barbie land and the real world the like green screen look of it and all i was like i am not feeling this i don't like this it feels cheap and it feels bad this morning i had something blow my goddamn mind Kev, can you please bring what up i was going to say was it was it green the the tweet oh, yeah. um that i that i sent to asset yeah. here. that was all fucking real on a real set and uh, the way that like <laughs> if you look at the floor here uh it starts like it's like on a big ass um, turnstile uh, what's it called Freaking up. Like an escalator. like a Treadmill. Like a, like treadmill. On, yeah. treadmill. Yeah. And so was, like every aspect of this was, was real. I love this. So blew my fucking mind. But anyways, there's something about it that felt off to me, but I was wrong. So I just want everybody to know you can blame me for things. Yeah. Kev, great
1: job with the pink. See, uh, that was... Uh... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Joe. Oh, I
2: was just saying that's what I appreciated about it. I was like, that's something that could have so easily been green screen. But I think based on all of the uh, influences on this movie, Greta was like, no, we can do this. We can figure this out and make it... Real,
1: I loved it. It reminded me of a Wes <laughs> Anderson movie, which Tim, I know you have no context for. So context. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna solve that one of these, God, days. Mm-hmm. one of these days. Mm-hmm. Um, Take me down to Asteroid City, uh, of course. Before <laughs> <laughs> where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. Okay. Yeah, are <laughs> um, <It's already> you <laughs>
2: ready? <laughs> Get that ready for
1: Wes Anderson. <laughs> That's the vibe. Because and yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Wes Anderson and Guns N' Roses go together very, very well. So that us of Kong. this in
2: six years when we do that. <laughs> Seeing
1: that during Fantastic Mr. Fox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, love this, of course. She gets in the car. Ken uh, in the back seat. And then she just utterly dunks on him for bringing the rollerblades. She's like, did you bring your rollerblades? He goes, actually, maybe it wasn't a dunk because she had rollerblades too. Yeah. And maybe I, I read that wrong. But she's like, did you bring your rollerblades? He goes, I literally go nowhere without them. And they're just... <laughs> fluorescent yellow perfect perfect rollerblades their rollerblade look
2: mike to buy them because you can buy them in real life but he
1: wasn't mike bought a bat today because he he didn't feel like going home to get his other five bats that he owns (laughs) god damn the rollerblade look might be my favorite look of anyone in the
0: movie it's just so great to me when they're in the real it's so perfect i do have one outfit that i'm ashamed to say i like more but we'll save that for later is it the fringe
2: no, it's the fur jacket.
0: It's, the fur it's jacket, just fucking it? when Ken goes yeah. full Ken <laughs> and like, he's just like, this is the epitome of what cool likes looks like. So. Andy, <laughs> I think he's right. I think I'm part of the problem. <laughs> was like, Tim, you're right. an issue. And I'm like, I know. Listen, dude. we'll fight back. Tim. It's Don't so worry. good.
1: <laughs> Don't Tim wake at me. I what, cannot wait to
2: see the Tim and Gia Halloween costume
1: <laughs> this year. Oh, I want to meet him. Tim, I literally, when he came out and then I was like, Tim's got to go with this. Dude, he looks so sick. I love that he has like weird like eyeliner. <laughs> like oh my god it's cool it's like best uh of course they get to the real world and it is not what they expected uh barbie all of a sudden the
2: transition is, into the real world is also so cool you can see them like pulling the backgrounds off i love all that stuff it's yeah
1: so cool. um uh, but of course they're they're in uh in venice beach now and people are looking at them like they got two heads well i guess four heads uh it is not going well <laughs> Uh, of course, they encounter, this is the first real instance that we start to encounter some of the commentary of this movie. Uh, Barbie is feeling very objectified, and Ken suddenly is feeling overly confident. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, man people the just undertones looking at me. of
2: violence line yeah. is the one that, like, feels oh, it.
1: That was that uh, that was that was good. Um, of course, they. she goes, oh, look, a construction site. A great place to find a lot of uh, females. And, of course, there are none. It's just a bunch of asshole sweaty dudes uh, who immediately objectify her and, and uh, have horrible comments for her to say. Ken, of course, empowered by all of this the first time in his life feeling like this is
3: something's different this is where i belong (laughs) uh let's see (laughs) this movie made me laugh so much with just any time there was an instance of a dude being an asshole or just or dude being a dude and looking at ryan gosling's reactions and feeling so like validated and like oh my god this is where this is where i belong looking at the horse looking at this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the stuff that like was getting Trucks. him so—it was so good, man. Um,
1: I, Andy, I'm not—I'm not one to, to rest on tradition here. Sure, okay. Um, but we do do podcasts within podcasts once yes, oh. in a while. We should. and I'm not sure when the appropriate time would be to talk about Ryan Gosling's abs in this movie. I think, at but any I would any like moment, to have an that intelligent, did,
3: did play you discussion know. about it. Could have a little discussion about some little little discussion. abdominals if the theme song played. Abstetrics. Were they born, born in labs? Now it's time to rank those abs. So pronounced. <laughs> they're so big. <laughs> they're so good. They, so
1: defined. He is just... He's just a good look. They, they they had to, like... They shaded him in a little bit.
3: They shaded... A, because, like, they're there, obviously. I'm not saying, like, they're shading to add abs to him. I'm saying that they're shading... To accentuate the already accentuated abs right. that are there. Right. They looked so, like, if you watch this movie in 3D, watch out. You're going to be out. Yeah, you're going to get hurt. They were so
1: large. He's just, his body in this was great looking. He, he is, he's good on him. Because there are moments where he's, everyone else is, uh, is around him. And I don't know if it was like a contract stipulation that his muscles look a little bit bigger and a little bit more veiny. but God damn. Yeah, underwear. there's a, there's a moment underwear where he like so good. he like flexes for, he's like I'm sorry, I, just, I forget what he <laughs> says. And he I'm like Jesus Christ, how can you say no? Yeah. This guy's just See, so cool
0: dude, looking. you guys I have a problem, man. I have many problems, but one of my problems is guys, like I is like I like things like a lot. Uh-huh. And, like, I really just want this vest. <laughs> like, I really want I was trying yeah. to find it, and I couldn't. I'll make you the vest And right that's now. my problem, is, like, I think get I that have... Get a
2: pair of scissors. We're cutting I'm sleeves I, off of Nick's I'm jacket. very
0: particular. I want that wash, though. Scrubbing I, I want it to be the, the, the light <laughs> with the white. Mm-hmm. Dude, you guys, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get a denim vest, okay? You guys are going to with me. You're going to have to hang out with me, but it's going to happen.
3: Patriarchy! <laughs> Patriarchy. <laughs> wins again. There
0: we go. <laughs> uh, but uh, I do want to transition from uh, one podcast, one a the podcast to another one called Wigganat out.
3: Is no. it a wig? I don't know.
0: Wigging out with Scarpy? No. What's up, everybody? Tim, what's up? So th- this movie has sparked a lot of debate, a lot of conversation mm-hmm. online, a lot of memes, a lot of just discourse. I would say so far in the positive way for the most part. Uh, one thing that has just set Twitter ablaze is the fact that John Cena's wig looked better than Dua Lipa's wig. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: John Cena's wig looks
4: Shockingly awesome. Cut.
1: I loved him. He popped up. I was like, God damn
2: it, yes! Good <laughs> or for just him. the little baby's little scene. And,
3: what's the, him, and what's the story of him like being across the lot or something like that? I don't know. There's a, the, I th- There was some stories. I don't know how. Oh, is this like Trooper, a Daniel
1: Craig Stormtrooper
3: moment where he yeah, just happened to be like shooting the, the something? The stories next door. are that he was doing, I think, Fast X. In a neighboring lot somewhere and walked over and was like, Do you want to be in the movie? <laughs> that so like he perfect. like him and Margot Robbie. I don't know how true that is or not, but I know there's a lot of like stuff out there awesome. on the internet. That's
1: totally it. something you would do if yeah. you were shooting Barbie. You'd be like, let's go get Nick. Let's go we'll see if Nick wants to be in this. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have to convince me. I'd be around.
2: Cena previously revealed that his casting was a happy accident as he had been filming Fast X right across the street and pitched himself to Star or pitched himself to Robbie for a cameo role. Hadn't worked with her before, but. Um, I was filming across the street and she asked, why don't you do Barbie? And I said, I've been trying. And then Margot makes a lot of decisions for that. And I said, well, I'll do whatever you need.
3: Just <laughs> put him in Good a boy. wig, have him be the mermaid. <laughs> I, I awesome love that man.
2: him wanting to be in the Barbie movie and Margot's response is mermaid. Yeah. Like, <laughs> how do we add this?
1: <laughs> um, they get arrested a couple times here because they steal clothing. One of which is the cowboy look that I think is Gosh. the best thing ever for the both <clears throat> of them. Just incredible and all pink, him with the, in, the, in the black fringe. Mm-hmm. Uh, wonderful. Outside the police station, Margot has to do some heavy thinking. This is when we get that beautiful scene with her and the older woman who's sitting at the bus station, and she's like, you're beautiful. And the woman's like, I know, well, whatever. You know. I know it. Um, which is great. Uh, another incredible comedic beat here with Ryan Gosling, where he's like, I'm going to go for a walk. And then, like, looks over his shoulder <laughs> as he's walking. Just and keep staring. Just keep staring, keep staring until she finally goes, don't go too far. And he's like, I'll go. Uh, <laughs> it's God perfect it's so perfect
2: the perfectly flared bell bottoms with the stars all of how much fun he has with the fringe <laughs> oh he has a lot of oh, he has.
1: because i yeah um uh, of course she has a vision uh, she goes has a vision of uh, the girl that's playing with her and where she might be which is at a junior high across town uh they get arrested a couple times want to give a shot i think one of the comics that was in here and it went by fast and i meant to look it up but i'm gonna go on a limb and say i think it was adam ray uh, who was a comedian out of the comedy store and he did my room one time Oh wow! Yeah, he he was over at Punchline, and he was eating dinner above the Fish and Farm, and he he was like, I was like, you want to come down for a site? He's like, sure, and he ripped that room open for ten minutes. Dang! Very awesome.
2: Where was he? Sorry. Uh, he was one
1: of the cops that was like, Oh, got it. They were talking, objectifying yeah. her in the in the in the uh, uh, police station. I think that was him. Stevie's in Barbie. Yep, that's he is. Him. Yeah, he was a police guy. Oh A Really nice guy. And
2: the great.
3: <laughs> and the heat. <laughs> wow. God. This guy, an this, F- guy F- yeah. Yeah. this guy is a guy. This can't miss. <laughs> <Yeah>. Suits.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, what? He was Gabriel Mox. Uh, they go over there, of course, and uh, uh, they get to the, the junior high or the high school, whichever one it is. Uh, she finds the girl. Uh, she tells Ryan Gosling to chill out. And he's like, okay, fine. He's like, I'm just going to go into this library. So before that happens, of course, a mom comes up and asks him what time it is. And he's like, I've never felt more important in my entire
4: life. <laughs>
1: so fucking insane. Funny. Uh, we get, I'll just say it right now. We get the path for that line later when he goes, somebody asked me what
4: time it is, <laughs> he was like, and he
1: on. uh, he goes into the library and then, uh, later comes out with books on the patriarchy and horses. And this is just the best thing anyone's ever written down on a piece of paper. Oh yeah. Cause
2: on his walk earlier is that when he goes around to like the mall oh that
1: so yeah that was a fu- weird moment because i was like this doesn't make sense in the in the world we've built but it doesn't matter because he yeah. goes while she's talking to the girl he leaves goes on a walk tries to become a doctor yeah and he's like can i talk to her? can i oh talk to a real doctor like a doctor she goes i am a doctor he goes oh never mind i see him right there doctor and he goes over to a male doctor do me just do one surgery can i just do one surgery why not um. <laughs> clicky
2: pen thing too was so funny. Like, oh, of course, that's what you know about doctors—they have clicky
3: pens. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, it's so. Funny. But I am a man. <laughs> like this, all of that sequence It's just like there's so the m- moment you thought it was gonna stop being funny. It no. didn't, and it just Perfect. kept on being great.
2: And with any other actor, I feel like that would have came off like really douchey and like not funny. But he's so earnest and like. Just a brand new soul. And yeah. it's like, it's not you experienced idiot.
1: anything. <laughs> He's just lovable. Very likable. Uh, of course, back at the school, uh, Barbie approach is, uh, Ooh, I should find the name of this character. Cause she's kind of ooh. vital. The daughter. I'll just say that. I'll look it up in a second. Oh, uh, Sasha, I think is her name. Uh, who is America Ferrero's daughter. Uh, they, uh, before, before heading to the table and these, these, uh, these girls at this table, are very imposing looking another student warns Barbie that that she's going to get eviscerated when this happens Barbie of course doesn't listen because everybody loves Barbie I'm Barbie I'm here I'm here to make everything better of course she makes everything completely worse by going there and uh we should know that she she cried once with the with the older lady uh but now she goes I'm Barbie I'm here and she then this girl's like we haven't played with Barbie in years and then Sasha just proceeds to sell her everything that's wrong with stereotypical Barbie in every sense possible, and just completely, utterly eviscerates her. And she sends her, sends her packing and crying um, as she goes. Of course, at this point, I think we've already had the Mattel scene where uh, the guy from Sex Education runs up and tells Will Ferrell and the, and the team, and they do the whisper party thing. Well, r- real quick, though, I just, I
3: loved uh, the shot here, the creativity in it, having the, um, or maybe it's later, maybe it, there's the split screen shot where what's happening in, in Mattel is also happening in Barbie land, I believe and yeah. you see like one person from that world pop up over here and it's like it's just like really creatively done uh I, I production know, design was like on point for yeah this. it was just like a, a split shot but like you'd see somebody walk off screen here and then they'd pop up on the other side as like whatever other person that was uh, on set that day but I, I just loved how creative all of this was and, and how it was shot great
1: uh, at this point, they're out there looking for Barbie. Uh, so they find her at the school. They
0: pull. Well, her real, real
3: quick, the uh, the boardroom scene, the Will Ferrell, yes, like all that sure.
0: stuff. Like, I feel like this setup bit, like this is where uh, I mean, I don't think I've talked to a single person that like liked the right. Will Ferrell stuff, right? Like, I feel like that's kind of like everyone's kind of.
3: Eh. I thought it was fine at like, best. too.
0: Yeah. And it's like I feel like this scene, like just the the concept of there's a group of dudes that are talking about what girls and women want, and like that alone, it's like cool. We get it, but I feel like they like doubled down on that without saying anything more than that. And I feel like it then made it say less. I just feel like it, the more it went on, the whispering and all that stuff, it kind of just felt at a certain point. I feel like it muddled the message to me and bringing up the whole, Oh, this has happened before. Like, uh, what skipper, who, who was it? Like somebody else got out and I went forgot. to Florida yeah. Yeah. Like that. or whatever. Do, it, I I care a lot about rules of movie worlds. And I feel like this started breaking it a bit where I started asking questions that the movie didn't want me asking, you know? Um, And then for them to just triple down on these guys, I was like, Oh man,
3: it felt like some of the comedic bits were like so unfunny at times that they were thought of on the, like they they were were. concepted there in in when they were all on set together. So yeah, I'd say like at, at most there were some, some decent moments uh, of comedy Later on, but I feel like these intro sequences kind of left me feeling with a bad taste in my mouth. But there is the one part where Wolf was like, Are we t- "Did we tickle each other? Are we tickle each other? <laughs> Don't hug me! <laughs> oh, no, hugs."
1: <laughs> that got me. That got me. Well, yeah. That got uh, me too well. Of course, at this point, they're out there looking for her, and they pick her up outside the school where America Ferreira sees this.
2: I will say she has one of my underrated favorite jokes at this point, where she's like crying outside of the school, where uh, Sasha calls her fascist Barbie, and then when she's like, like talking about all the mean things that she said, she's like, I don't even run the trains, which is like the Mussolini joke. That's like, at least the trains ran on On time time under him and stuff like that. I'm just like, this is such a weird joke to make, but it's, it worked for me really well.
1: Oh no, there's a lot. I like, I wish again, I'm going off the, the, the wiki uh, for this. I wish I had been able to watch this and take notes because all of those like little moments of really smartly written lines are bangers. They're all so good, including the Helen Mirren line that we're going to get later. Yeah. where they're like, you are making this point, and she just goes, look, there's no way around this. We're all, we're th- we're all thinking the same thing. There's no way to make Margot Robbie sympathetic as being a person that feels ba- it, yeah. We get it. Let's just call attention to that and move right on. Um, but anyway, we're not quite there yet, of course. Uh, I believe America Ferreira uh, sees this and goes, oh, my God, that's Barbie. And Sasha's like, wait, the real Barbie? That's weird. Um, Barbie gets taken back to Mattel headquarters, uh, where she is asked very, uh, you know, in, in an imposing way to get put back in the box. Uh, which is very, very metaphorical, of course, and literal, because they bring out a very big box uh, <laughs> that they want to strap her into. The massive white twisty ties is, where, is why I think this movie should get an Academy Award. Yeah. That box, the, all of oh, that, Yeah, because it's hilarious, but then when she gets in it, you instantly feel... Yeah. That sense of, get out of this. You have to get it's out of
2: claustrophobic. this. It's
1: claustrophobic. It's claustrophobic. We all know what's going to happen, and she kind of doesn't understand it, but she feels it, and of course pulls out of the box the last minute and goes, I have to go to the bathroom, uh, which, anyone, which all the guys are like, oh yeah, of course, want to be sensitive to that. Now, even though they know she doesn't, literally at this point, I don't think she even has the capacity to go <laughs> to the bathroom, yeah. uh, but she runs out, escapes, uh, and this is where she runs into Rhea Perlman, uh, who you of course The her running
2: through this stuff didn't work like, oh that yeah i was like man I don't the know.
1: the weird chase scene where that that's another one of those moments where you go this was added day of and just an attempt to add some levity to this mm-hmm. this what should have been the fun fun and game section of this movie was just terrible
3: i just i stupid. one one thing i will say about will ferrell and the whole boardroom is that i in the same way that tim loves when directors and filmmakers or whatever commit to the bit i loved that I thought they were going to be a very serious kind of boardroom and the humor was going to be in the irony that all these men are running this Barbie corporation or whatever. But like they were so cartoonish that I enjoyed that part of it. I didn't expect them to like during this chasing how cartoony it was. Of like, oh, I went the wrong way. like The the stuff like that, I just wasn't expecting them to act like that. I kind of enjoyed how they amped up the goofiness on all of it. Because I thought it was going to be a lot more kind of Mm. self-serious. So I I did appreciate, because this isn't the only instance that we do see the levels of goofiness when, you know, the tickling (laughs) later on is brought up, but, like, I just didn't expect them to be that stupid, you know, or when they get stuck at security and don't know how to get out with the fucking key. (laughs) Oh, we
1: didn't need the whole time.
3: (laughs) Like, that, like, I wasn't, I didn't know that they were gonna act like that, and I did enjoy that they kind of went as far as they did with them.
2: I appreciate that they didn't make Will Ferrell, like, an actual, like, villain in the movie, which I feel like very easily could have happened. It's just, like, here's this guy who ended up in this position of power because of the patriarchy. And he's like kind of goofy and doesn't really know what's going on. I feel like that. It's
3: like Paul Rudden parks and rec.
2: Yeah. Well, I've never watched um, it, uh, um, that. I just said that. Yes. Automatically. Um, but I feel like it's just like another commentary on like, who's making these decisions. It's not always people with like bad intentions. It's just like people that end up in places because of, society
1: agreed although there is the one moment where the guy's like or he's talking to the guy at the bottom of I think which I think is the CA building in Century City where he's like he's like oh, we can't hire you you don't have uh, you don't have a PhD or, or an MBA or whatever and he's like but what about the patriarchy I thought you were <laughs> supposed to hire people he goes we're just a lot better at hiding yeah yeah, exactly. yeah. great like, lines right there good, yeah good. Uh, uh, anyway uh she gets she this is where she runs into Rhea Pearlman uh, who of course everyone knows as being Danny's mom from the Mindy project of course we talked about this multiple of numbers yeah uh, also famous for Cheers, <laughs> which he was on for a very long time, and married to Danny DeVito. Uh, still, well, I think, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I believe so. I
2: want to say yeah. That'll that be sounds, like right. a love is dead one
1: if they ever get divorced now. Oh, if they get divorced now, I'm I'm, I'm just yeah. ending it all. i moving to Canada. Uh, so... We, uh, she runs into her in this weird area of the building. Um, oh, they're that's...
2: split up. Cameron Kennedy, no. sorry. fuck Tim, or Nick, you gotta go to Canada. All right, guys. Oh, man.
1: Tim, charter me a plane. <laughs> uh, Joey, or somebody here might be able to
0: help. Um, Camila Caballo. Yeah. Right? I'm a big fan of sure. her. Sure. Cabello. Uh, Cabello. Yeah. Cabello. Because Caballo is horse. <laughs> also, <laughs> speaking
3: of horses, I, I don't
0: know. Um, she, I'm a big fan of her uh, and her music. She is, at least at one point, was romantically linked to Shawn Mendes, correct? Uh, a singer for a very long time. I thought still to the point that me and G were watching some uh, trailer for some movie and it said uh, Camila Mendes and I was like, "Holy shit, did they get married?" And G laughed at me. He was like, "No, are they still together?"
2: Camilla Mendez somebody totally different. She's in Riverdale. Wow. I
0: believe. That's crazy. Do you know if Camila I, don't I saw Camilla Mendez at an anymore. airport one time.
2: I don't think they're together anymore.
0: Damn, that's really Sorry. sad. Okay. But then
2: I do believe that they were seen together at the Taylor Swift concert this summer. So we both thought they might be back together. Maybe they are. But mm. I know that they're like a very like, will they won't they?
4: Hmm.
3: Tim's learning stuff. How do you say so-, so? Cabello. Cabello. Cool.
0: I
1: learned a lot today.
3: We have. We yep. both have. Continue <laughs> on, Ken. Uh, uh,
1: outside, they get picked up by. Um, oh, at this point, I think uh, Ken has realized that he needs to go back to uh, Barbie Land. Bring the patriarchy. He needs to bring the patriarchy. All the other Kens need to learn about this. They need to learn about the patriarchy. So he goes. He heads back there. Uh, Barbie and America Ferrera and Sasha uh, all have a moment where they realize in the car as the, as a car chase ensues, ensues, which again another moment of of. You know, this is a weird thing to have happening here. But it's not The Chevy
3: uh E V cars, man. <laughs> Tell you what Chevy the electric vehicles are uh, yeah, Prominently. <laughs> no, but <laughs> like I you know, it, it initially when they show off that the uh the Barbie cars and E. V, right? It says like you have that cool sort of fifties looking font behind it, but the E V and Chevrolet and that sort of script old Chevrolet font is highlighted like, Oh cool, oh, oh they really made her a nice. little vehicle and E V thing. But then like the rest of it is like I I know Tim is always like, well, there's product placement and everything. But like this was just like, the car like rolls up in a very, There was a chase scene for this. It, it, felt, looks yeah. like it looks like a commercial. It's like a Transformers movie. Yes. Like, totally. Okay. Yeah. This.
0: It was yeah. really egregious. I really didn't like this and this is uh the, the Tim nitpicky thing of this episode, but I really again like when movies have rules and they stick to them. The fact that we saw Ken, Ryan Gosling, go to the real world and start to like learn some things mm. and go and literally read books and like learn about the patriarchy that way. Meanwhile, we see everything that Margot Robbie's Barbie does when we get the scene of her in the car with the mom and daughter and they're having conversations and at some point, Oh, was that with your dad? And then America's goes like, ah, and like B- Margot like responds to that as if she understands sex and understands all the stuff to me, it just broke things of like, is she innocent Barbie land or does she know and understand the real right. world? Because we've seen everything she's done again, yeah. nitpicky as I hell, agree. but I couldn't get over it.
2: <laughs> Cause it's that along with the question where she's asked or where, what are we going to do if you spend the night? And he's like, I have no idea. It's like, those seem like opposed to each other. Exactly. No.
0: And I get that that was Ken responding, but I didn't yeah. get the vibe that Barbie knew either.
2: Yeah. Um, um, what was I gonna say? Oh, the only other thing about the car thing that I will say, we didn't get a Barbie Jeep, which I feel like is like a key the factor of <laughs> childhood. Like being in Toys R Us, <laughs> getting in the fake little like yeah. test the big, one. Yeah, like yeah.
3: The, the, the large ones, right? It, like yeah. The, the one that like, Power right wheel. around it. Yeah, yeah, man. I was always so jealous of mm-hmm. anybody who had one of those.
2: That's like the one thing where I'm like, oh, I wish I had a Barbie." My mom was like, we got you so many things. That's the one thing we never got you, and it's the only thing you ever talk about. I'm
4: like, I'm sorry. I wanted it's a out- drivable school. car as a kid, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, we do establish, I think, in this car ride, or maybe it was the car ride prior. Yeah, I think it's this one with that America Ferrera is actually the one that started playing with the Barbie because she misses her daughter and because. And you see her
2: drawings earlier. Too. Yeah, we
1: saw her drawings of like uh, I forget what the terminology was. It was basically like hopelessly depressed with a sense of morality, mortality, her own mortality, Barbie, and all that jazz. Uh, it's uh, that's incredible and silly oh led bar- a- Barbie. Yeah.
2: Isn't there a race in SF down a hill where like people do it in like weird? Barbie G like a, thing. Like a cart
4: like, in SF?
0: Yeah. Is it Twin it the Peaks the
2: no, no, or I, something? I thought, Are you, you're not talking about the
1: um, Red Wings where they like go off a hill and see I who can go I don't think first. so. Mm. I feel like I I'll saw. I'll look into it. Okay. Uh, either way, they're like, we got to, um, let's see, just, sorry, I'm skipping around here. Uh, meanwhile, Ken goes back. So the other can stick around and Barbie, okay. So uh, either way, they got to go back to, they get chased and like, we got to go hide out in Barbie land, I think. That's how they get back to Barbie land. Uh, when they do, of course, uh, they discover it is not Barbie land anymore. It is the Kendom. And <laughs> Ken has started his, and someone will have to help me out here, but he has turned the Barbie mansion into a, the mojo, the mojo dojo casa, casa house, casa house. Casa house. <laughs> and with, to which someone replies, you don't need casa and house. <laughs> and it's the funniest fucking thing. Just those little lines, those little sidelines are great. Uh, the patriarchy is in full effect here. The do uh, the guys have? Uh, oh yeah! They've all subjugated the women and, and brainwashed them into being their uh, their their maids, basically, or their, or their servants. They uh, and all they do is give them the um, brewski beers. That brewski, it is. Brewski, brewski beer, beer me. me. Brewski beer me. Uh, all the guys have taken on all the traits that you would imagine of toxic masculinity, uh, <laughs> making them watch <launch> Godfather. <laughs> oh my god! The but, Snyderverse comment. <laughs> oh my god! The Godfather comment was so funny because she was like can you explain to me the relevance of godfather and he goes absolutely and she goes cool and can we watch the movie while you talk over it yeah. <laughs> danielle shot me a look and i was like
4: mm. right,
1: i got some stuff to work on she shot me a look I got a couple of things and to then work when on. we when we
0: left afterwards i was like look i fucking know i fucking know <laughs> you married me it is what it is right right, right. i want you to know that I have committed to now thousands of episodes of Real Housewives, okay? And the amount of times you've paused to explain the connections of who's with who and why, the spinoff show and whatever, and I want everyone to know I ain't complaining one bit. I fucking love this life, and it makes both of
1: our lives better. Yeah. I just don't understand why my wife wouldn't want that Actually,
3: I don't get it. I'll never understand it. Look, it's because like, Heisenberg you know when he's wearing the hat he's Walter White. <laughs> you know what I mean like you gotta understand Ricky <sighs> Madden, the which one is you. the one that knocks say my name Jesse I He didn't say that to Jesse Says <laughs> to the other guy but you know that
1: Aragorn broke his foot huh? actually
0: yeah
3: you oh. that's crazy
1: I think <sighs> my <sighs> wife actually likes it when I read the show <laughs> <laughs> I really think she does <laughs> Sometimes she goes, what? And I go, I tell her, she goes, that was a good piece of trivia. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. Does she Uh, do
2: it while staring at her phone?
1: No, I, I, whenever we watch any movies, if I've seen the movie before, I'm on the trivia and I'll go, huh. She goes, what? And I'll tell her. And nine out of 10 times, she doesn't Doesn't like it. But that one time she's like, hmm, interesting.
3: And, you know, it makes it all work. That's it.
0: the win. That's the win. Nine out of 10 times, doesn't like it. One out of 10 times, hmm, interesting. Mildly
3: bothered by it. <laughs> that's it. Do you know that uh, Sean Bean would take a helicopter up to the when they would shoot in Lord of the Rings, Joe? Because of the, he was scared of climbing the mountains. Mm-hmm. He would take the helicopter up. And one time they almost died in the helicopter, and the whole time he was getting mad at uh, Elijah Wood behind him because they were just farting around. Because they were smaller than him because they're <laughs> hobbits.
1: Uh,. <laughs> They try to get out of Barbie land with the help of Alan, who's like, I want out of here. I do not want to be here anymore. Uh, they get to the end of the road. And of course uh, she, Margot Robbie's like, wait a minute, they're going to vote tomorrow. They're going to ratify the the constitution here. No,
2: she She's not in the car. It's just America and the daughter. Cause oh, she, you're, like, right. Melts down. you're
1: right. Mm. At this point, I think uh, Margot. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Margot Robbie has a meltdown and she lays oh, down. She's can like, we also
2: I'm, talk about the non-committal, long-distance term <laughs> girl? I don't remember what that is. We have to figure that out. That was my other way too long title.
1: So funny. So good. Um, uh, that's right. America Ferrera and, and her daughter are about to leave with Alan, and they and then she stops and goes. No, we have to help them. We 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 have to use their words basically against them and like just. She, they start coming up with the plan of like can't how let to, her give up. Can't let her give up. Can't let Barbie give up. That's right. Uh, but but Alan has the best line. He goes, "Do you see those guys over there?" And it, and we cut to the opposite shot with the group of construction workers. And he goes, the, they're bu- we're building a wall. And he goes, as soon as they figure out they can build that wall sideways and not just straight up, we're screwed. They're gonna wall this whole place, <laughs> and we'll never get out of here. Like, God, only Michael Sarah could
0: have. And then yeah. it turns into a Michael Sarah fight scene (laughs) oh my god this was hilarious
1: ridiculous uh either way they all decide to go back to barbieland uh they grab margot robbie and they bring her back to weird barbie uh they also have a couple other barbies including sugar daddy barbie who's just the daddy of this little dog named sugar (laughs)
2: uh
1: we meet a bunch of other barbies
2: erin ken
1: the best which was yeah another commentary um and then, of even, course,
2: I it's stuff like that that is like mind blowing that Mattel even let them make this movie. I'm shocked, which yeah. was like my first statement after walking out, because it's just like
0: they're talking this shit is the some, TV screen yeah. in her back. Yeah, exactly. She's like, who is this I don't was the problem with that? one. You know what I mean? I was yeah. like, hey, I get this. This is Damn. cool as
1: hell. Um, I, I, I give kudos to Mattel for that. I think owning owning your history and owning the history of Barbie, both good and bad is is a good thing, I think, yeah. for them. And obviously, it, it's going to work. Because spoilers, they're going to make a lot of money off of this. Mm-hmm. Barbie's back. Franchise. Hell yeah. Barbie never went anywhere, buddy. I, I don't know. I don't know either. I never had a Barbie. Yeah. G.I. Joe's. I
2: wasn't really a Barbie girl either. Uh, really? No, because it was like too hard to put all their clothes on and their yeah. shoes. Um, I My like best friends had the Barbie house or whatever. I was always like a stuffed animal kind of girl. Mm, and then that. eventually I got an American Girl doll and they were much easier to dress.
1: Game changer. Um, you guys will have to help me out with this. The 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 next moments. This is when America Ferrera basically is like gives the speech of like this is why it's very it, it's impossibly so hard to be a woman, and it's all of the it's all of the things that that you could possibly imagine. And I don't, I don't know if you want to speak to this at all, Joe, but like. The, the dichotomy of having to always be nice but also be stern, but when you're stern, you're seen as a bitch, and when you're if you're not you're seen as a pushover and you have you're, yeah. you're expected to have children but also have a career and you're torn down by not just men but
3: also other women, and
1: we all should build be ch- building each other up and it's a it's you a wonderful but
3: not too hot right. or else you're like slutty and you can't be this, like yeah, I can't I've, say I've, that you
2: think you're hot because awesome. then you're conceited it's just like there's it's all of the caveats that put you in just like this small box that is unrealistic like nobody can fit into that uh, so it's one of those things that everybody feels and like it does seem like people are probably going to eye roll over the scene not the right people but people will but it's just like sometimes it's nice to know that the things that you feel are being felt by other people and it's mm-hmm. not just you and like sometimes you need to say the quiet things out loud
1: and i think that was it i was think awesome. the whole movie obviously was from greta Gerwood's perspective i would imagine was building up to this point. Yep. I yeah. think she, I think when she envisioned what she was going to do for this, I think if there was a scene like this that she had and, and you sort of craft the movie and the narrative around this. Um, and of course it leads to Margot Robbie having a, the crisis of conscience as well and being like, I don't know who I am anymore. And I think she says something to the degree of, I just don't feel like myself or I don't feel pretty anymore. And that's where we get the Helen Mirren line like, pause,
3: director's we get note it. For next director's
1: night. note for Yeah, to the directors, maybe we don't we Cast ask.
3: somebody else that isn't Margot Robbie. We know that it's hard to to em- empathize and make her look attractive, yeah. or whatever, and it's little line. I was telling Joe, like it, it's little lines like that that I think make this movie a lot more special because I, I that's such like a like a YouTuber thing to do, but like that doesn't feel like you would get some a moment like that where a narrator is going, "Hey, directors, no, by the way, uh, maybe if you want to, you know, have somebody look unattractive, don't cast Margot Robbie." I think that is, like, such a funny moment, and it felt so random and not something I was expecting from a big Hollywood-type movie, but it makes it extra special for me. Like, little yeah. things like that, like, I don't know, it just felt awesome, you know?
2: And there's just enough of a beat that you can feel everyone being like, okay, Margot yep. yeah. Uh And then to have that come in at the perfect timing to, like, throw everybody off, because um, nobody... The narration is like so pretty much only that point in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. I feel like it's like pretty light through yeah. the second act.
1: Um, beyond that, any. A plan, yeah, I think you're right. I, I don't think, I mean, again, you can never have too much Helen Mirren. Right. They could, she could have narrated every scene. I, yeah. like this. Um, I was shocked she wasn't in this movie.
2: I know. I thought I was, we were going to get a little, little
1: peek. Yeah. Uh, from here, the plan is hatched. We're going to use men against each other first. We're going to uh, pay a lot of attention to them, and then we're going to subtly turn them against each other by not paying attention to them.
2: Yeah, we got to uh, unbrainwash the Barbies.
1: Right. Oh, they got to unbrainwash the Barbies first, and then, so they do that by, I forget how they do it. I think it's by they us. They
2: use, uh, oh, the girl whose name I don't remember. She's, I forget which Barbie she is, but she has, like, the curly hair and stuff like that. But they use her. She gets deprogrammed first by America Ferrera's speech, right? And then they use her as the decoy, and then they swap out.
1: They the s- and, the, and then they one by one deprogram yeah. them, right? And they all come back to themselves, and they're like, "Where was I?" What was this going is where on? we
2: get the Godfather. This is where we get the Photoshop bit, right? <laughs> He's um, <involved>. no, <laughs> how, how
1: are we gonna? Do? Oh, God,
3: so... uh, God, man. It uh, and then of course
1: we get the best scene here, which is when they turn them against each other by asking them to play the one song they know on guitar.
2: Barbie going back to get Ken.
1: And you think it's it's just going to be Ryan Gosling in this. And then the circle... He also
2: missed the I'm Just Ken music at some point.
1: No, I think that's before that come... he goes to war. Oh, got it. Yeah, I'm I not think mistaken. it's a bit later. Okay. Thank you. Um, so he's singing to her, and then it says four hours later, and he's still singing to her in the <laughs> same song. Now he's on the beach, and now all the Kens are circled around uh, a campfire singing the exact same song. And there's a line... Where she goes, "I I want you to sing that play that song for me, you barely know, and stare weirdly and like, stare uncomfortably into my eyes for the next four hours. And it's so damn funny.
2: And he grabs her, and he says, "Oh, yeah, I can play that at you, which there <laughs> play is that at you there is not a single <laughs> female identifying <laughs> person who has not experienced the torture of having some guy at some fucking party. Play a song at you. I'm so happy they didn't play Wonderwall because that's the stereotypical one. But it's just like, none of this is for me. This is all for you. And I'm just a captive audience for you. And by captive, I mean just truly captive.
3: The thing that I love the most about this selection of song by Matchbox 20 is that it's the last song I would have assumed would have been chosen. Mm -hmm. But it feels like it's so personal to Greta Gerwig's life. Yeah. That I feel like at some point in time, this was a joke for her and other people that she yeah. knows closely because they know about that one time at a party that that dude wouldn't stop playing the Matchbox 20 song named Push. And like, it's again, you, know, you talk about um, Wonder uh, Wonderwall being played and like how that's like usually the go to joke meme of a song. I would have, if you would have given me a list of 10 songs, I would not have expected to be pushed by Maxbox funny, <laughs> And that's why it was so much more funny for me.
2: And the lyrics for it are so good too, of like, I want to push you around. I want to take you for granted, yeah. which is like such, I feel like the way that Ken feels, even though I don't, that's not how Barbie necessarily was meaning to treat him. And then that's on the reverse, how they're treating the Barbies now in the Kendom and stuff like that. It's so good. It's so good.
1: So fucking funny. Um, of course, their plan works like a charm. Uh, Barbie goes great and then immediately starts paying attention to another Ken. And then one by one, they all start paying to other Ken's, of course, turning them against each other. Yeah. Uh, a rivalry. Another rift happens to the Ken's. It is now uh, Ryan Gosling's Ken's versus uh, Simu Liu's Ken's. And this is where we get, I believe, the, the go to war moment where I'm just Ken happens. And you forget for a second. And correct me if I'm wrong. Ryan Gosling was a Disney kid, right?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was in the Mickey Mouse Club.
1: You forget this man. He was multifaceted, Tim. Oh, yeah.
2: He was in that. He sang in La La Land.
1: Sang in La Danced in La La Land. Danced in, La, Danced La, La, Land. in La, La, Land. La La Land. He
2: had a band called Dead Man's Bones. That yeah. was like some weird indie project. Whoa.
1: So, Tim, if you're thinking he can't hold down a musical number, you better think again, bucko. Is that wrong? Because he crushes this. Crushes. They all crush this. I would have loved to have been one of the background guys. I'm not fit enough but I would have loved to do this or just be on set when they were filming some of these sequences. Because a lot, of, I, I love the moment where they cut to the big sequence and it looks like it's...
2: Look at that little baby face. But look at it.
1: So crazy. Him,
2: Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Justin Timberlake. Come on. Wait, who's the, who's, who? Wait, Ryan Gosling, bottom left. Yeah, who's, who's on the then bottom right? right? Bottom right, Britney, Britney? Spears. Oh, yeah. shoot. We're right above her on the right, Christina, Christina Aguilera man. above her, Justin Timberlake.
1: Insane. Whoa. Little yeah. did we know. Dominance. one of them, the dominance that was going to come out of that group.
2: I think Ryan Gosling think lived with Justin Timberlake the for a while because he's Canadian and his like parents couldn't stay around so I think Justin's mom was like his guardian for a little bit while I would they were feel in LA.
1: So unbelievably insecure if I was hanging out with Ryan Gosling and Justin Timberlake. I'd be like yeah, I don't deserve this. Yeah. Yes. It'd be tough. <laughs> uh this sequence great love the production design behind like them dancing in all black similar to i want to say kind of like a danny zuko moment we have some references yeah to, yeah. to that in this as well uh the, all this stuff all of them doing the dance all that stuff
3: is well, great in the supercut of like what makes being yeah. a man awesome you yeah see the shots
2: it's reese it's the sylvester stallone
1: effort. oh my god <laughs> I also, out of, out of order here, I just want to give a shout out to when they go back to the mansions and every TV's got horses on it. Dude,
3: <laughs> I, me and the whole, like, I feel like me and the whole row to the right of me were, like, we all formed a, a bond of laughter together. And the sh- <laughs> that shot, where it's all the Kens just like, what are we going to do? This and that. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it's what Barbie Land was, but now it's all changed, but it's such a serious like joking conversation in this moment and every TV is just on loop <laughs> oh, video of horses just <laughs> on loop. And <laughs> like all of us were just, I was dying of laughter. God. dude. I couldn't listen to the fucking no. dialogue. It's it too was perfect. so funny. And
2: the dialogue in that scene is so funny too. Cause it's like, well, can we have a new, it's going to be confusing if we're all Ken's and like, how do we know which Ken's and all that stuff? Gosh.
1: Um, so cool. They go to war, they fight on the beach. Dude, this the, the
0: war and the musical number. When this moment hit, I started turning into critical Tim here. I was like, All right, I see what you're doing here. I'm excited for it, there's no way you're gonna pull it off. And like, I don't know about this, I don't like this, and I don't like this. Twenty seconds in, I'm like, You're a fucking idiot, <laughs> Tim. <Tamia>. Yeah, <laughs> this is everything you wanted this movie to be. It kept ratcheting up. I loved the music. I loved the various set pieces they had. It cutting with the war shit, I thought was so well shot. Used the production design so well, and also these fucking kens we love them so much they're all so uniquely lovable and i let they let them all shine after being broken down and us all laughing at them at this beach singing scene. I just thought that this sequence was like pitch perfect, and it was as good as it needed to be and that is a tall order for something like this of nailing that vibe of like it's campy but we're also saying something with this and it's a musical number which could be really hit or miss on determining a lot of different factors they fucking did it
2: also them like fake riding horses everywhere
1: (laughs) 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 we are enough (laughs) god that took me a second by the way i was like we are enough Enough." incredible uh from here though of course we go over and uh over to the senate uh where isa ray is now president again and she and they have uh managed to to vote they the guys forgot to vote so they've ratified the constitution uh so now to just be back to put everything back to the way it was before uh from there barbie cuts over uh fine oh Oh, man, i'm sorry we got we got to go back for a second we got to go back for a second andy i need you to ask me to be your boyfriend again
3: can you be your my boyfriend? Yeah, hold on one second. <laughs> Nick just walked up. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: Who's long choice? distance, low Who's commitment? Sublime, girlfriend? what was the choice to have him say sublime? I'm so, so fucking perfect, <laughs> <That's> so buddy. <funny.
1: laughs> anyway, we go back, uh, and we and she everything's returning to normal, except uh, I think some of the horses are still on TV. Uh, uh, uh the, oh no, the saloon doors are still the same at the bar we mentioned. Uh, Ken is there distraught.
2: Um, somebody earlier in the chat wants to know if, um, Johnny Ace has a Mojo Dojo Casa House.
1: Uh, oh, 100%. Have you ever yeah. been there? I, I've never been there before. Okay, I don't have the proper gi. The proper oh, attire. Okay. Um, uh, it's it's uh, usually no shoes, no as shoes. you guys know. Yeah, Socks, shirts. White <laughs> socks. Okay. <laughs> Hiked up, yeah. So
2: then you don't even have to worry about asking Andy to take off his shoes.
1: No, no, no. no. Shoes, are, shoes are, If anyone attacks you, you're getting your foot attacked immediately. Immediately. Sublime. Sublime. Um, we go back and he's just distraught and he's a like dork. <laughs> he loves her. And she's like, I just don't feel that way about you. I, uh, I, pardon me as a dude who gives out, you know, professional love and sex stuff advice. I always want to see another guy pull him aside and be like, she didn't feel that way about you. Yeah. I think we need more of that in movies. I think we need other guys being like, you're doing the wrong thing here. But unfortunately had to be Barbie telling him giving, delivering this message. And this scene, I feel like, is is the one scene I'll be, I, I kind of want to be a little critical of um, because I think it put a lot of the importance on Ken as opposed to Barbie's growth. But Ryan Gosling is Ryan Gosling, so the scene works. But I don't know if you have an opinion on yeah. or not.
2: I like this scene because I feel like it is oh, often you just have this person who's tried to take over your entire land yeah. and you've taken it back. And now all of a sudden this person has wronged you and now you're responsible for like consoling them for their feelings. And it's just like... I, this, do I have to do this right now? But I feel like that is often a position of like you've held your ground on something and now somebody's upset, but you also have to manage those feelings. It's just like emotional labor for women.
1: Yeah, I get that. Um,
2: not to mention, she tells him that she doesn't feel that way about him, and then he tries to kiss her, and she's like, "No, yeah, we're not doing this." Yeah. It's
1: like, <laughs> Ken, just Ken. you're gonna
2: get there. You're gonna get there. I believe in you. He
1: does have a moment though, where he. Does, I think we talked about it already, but I have to say it again. Is that he was like, to be perfectly honest, once I found out that The patriarchy is not about horses, (laughs) I I lost interest. (laughs) Incredible. It's a
3: great line, great delivery. From that
1: point on, he doesn't know who he is anymore. She's like, you're going to find out, just like I'm going to find out. And then uh, Will Ferrell comes, and he goes, hey, we got to put you back in the box. We got to write all this stuff. And then it's interrupted by Ruth ends up being the creator of Barbie uh she named Barbie after her daughter Barbara um because she wanted uh to give her you know something a little bit more I don't I, don't, I can't remember exactly what she says the lines about tax
3: evasion were great
2: um yeah it's the is this the part where she talks about like mothers yes. stop so that
1: so that the daughters can keep moving forward and see and, how far they've they've yeah. gone look back and see how far they've gone all this wonderful um and this is when
2: we also forget about the part where Ryan Gosling just like throws all her clothes off the balcony and they do the freeze frame for yeah. like all of the brands. The names of stuff that they come up with, I don't know if those are real ones or fun or not, but they they're were so funny. All yeah. the different like, the palazzo
3: pants
2: and even just like the way the clothes like moved, they like vibrated a little bit.
3: Yeah,
2: Production.
1: So beautiful uh this is a beautiful scene and she's like what, barbie's like i want to go to the world and i want to be human and she's like well you, you have to know what you're getting yourself into like you're gonna die one day you're gonna have all these issues uh but you're also gonna have all these wonderful things uh, We see the montage of uh, of real world women their children growing up experience all the experiences that margot robbie is hopefully about to have uh, The and,
2: beautiful billy eilish song in the background yeah.
1: mm.
3: uh she Man, this is really good she yeah. she the whole sequence was awesome. And
2: this felt so Greta Gerwig.
3: It felt very much like they were in the volume. Like the the, the lights around the wall all looked like everybody was reacting and it didn't look like a green screen. It looked just this, the mood the here was very good. Yeah.
1: Um and so Barbie moves on. Uh Ken is left to uh, his own devices to discover that he is in fact enough or knuff. Kenough, Knuff. I am Kenough, as his shirt says. Uh, the men of now Barbie Land are going on, uh, presumably on a journey of self-discovery uh, that will lead them to, uh, to to higher levels of being and, and, and being better uh, toward the women
2: and eventually and, and as much power as women have in the real world. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <is,
1: laughs> an interesting commentary. It, it, is, it, <laughs> it is, you know, yeah, take that for what it is. That is that is that is a, a dour commentary, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But it was the commentary that they chose to make at that point. Uh, Barbie, of course, goes to the real world and uh we think i thought she was going for a job interview and man this got a great laugh at the end she goes i'd like to see my gynecologist please <laughs> which is so funny for so many different reasons but uh great great moments and the film off and that is barbie uh. it's barbie baby um so obviously
0: this is uh in review but it's a one-off so it's weird we don't really need to rank review or recap any or you know what i'm talking about here you know um uh, but do we, do we want to do Ragu Bagu?
1: Ragu. Bagu. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rad Guys Talk. Bad Guys here for Barbie in review. He's the baddest of them all, ladies and gentlemen. And his Mojo, Dojo, Casa, House. <laughs> the patriarchy.
0: The patriarchy. Where are
1: we going to put Ken? The Kens and the Patriarchy. I mean, it's
0: honestly pretty fucking phenomenal. Like, Will Farrell's not the bad guy in this no. movie. No, He's just a part Ken- of it the patriarchy being the 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 antagonist i just think was so well done and like the the amount of times that there would be an example of just hysterical comedy mixed with the darkest thing happening but then finding that right balance like even putting barbie in the giant box it was so funny to look at and like it's making us laugh but we all understand how dark that is we all understand oh, what yeah. they're fucking saying with it all of the things about him learning about the patriarchy and like being so like power hungry about it all. It's funny as hell. It's also scary as shit. Oh yeah. So it's like, I think that that like the balance that they nailed with all of those things, like this was a great villain of this
3: movie. Yeah. Like you're, you're like, I'm laughing at it while understandably, like while knowing that it's uncomfortable because like it, it kind of reminds me of, you know, when we see that super cut in this movie of, what makes the patriarchy so fucking badass, and it's whatever they're showing us, uh, Rambo and...
2: Screeching Eagle. Yeah,
3: and and it reminds me of America Fuck Yeah from Team America uh, World World Police. World World Police, yeah. Yeah, Team America. Uh, Having that sequence of Hot dogs. Fuck, fuck, yeah, yeah, football, football, fuck yeah. yeah. Like it's it's kind of a very <laughs> Bed,
0: bath and beyond and one
3: guy's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck yeah. <laughs> um it hits a very similar level of comedy that I just really vibe with. So I I agree with you, Tim. I think that like showcasing the, the evils there while also still finding the entertainment and the funny in it was really expertly crafted.
2: I think it's also oh he's just Do so I feel beautiful. if you if you
1: Position it just right. It looks like he's looking at me.
2: <laughs> it does look like he's looking at you.
3: Brodie, <laughs> this is a picture of Ryan. Oh my Gosling. god, it does. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Something else that I think is so interesting about the way that they did this movie is that Ryan Gosling coming back after learning about the patriarchy, um, he he never once had the ambition or goal of like starting his own kendom it was always about like conquering barbie's land and like Mm -hmm. taking over uh which i think is really interesting and i think that that also like encapsulates like the almost like a revengey aspect from it of like i feel wronged in this and so i'm going to now punish you um so i think that that is also like reminiscent for a lot of people i I think definitely (laughs) i
3: think also just like the great angle of Ken feeling, you know, uh, when you're getting like those sappy Ken moments at near the end of the movie where he's like, I was created for you. That's my, that was, that's my sole, por- uh, sole purpose. That's a kind of, community <laughs> that, player, that yeah. was my sole purpose is like, what else am I going to be mm-hmm. if you are like telling me no? And having that, having Greta Gerwig kind of navigate that line of discussion, uh, so expertly was like, I don't know, man. Like the the ending of this movie, I think really n- ratcheted up a notch. Where I thought it was going to maybe disappoint me at some point, I kept waiting for this movie to really disappoint me, and it never did. You know?
1: Yeah, they have that line of dialogue where she's like, "He's like, it's Barbie and Ken," and she goes, and then I think whoever who says Ken. it, and she goes, well, "Why can't it be like it's Barbie and it's Ken?" And he's like, "It's Barbie and it's Ken," <laughs> like, discovering that sense of identity. But yeah, Joey, to your point, I mean, that's that is the, the low key. I'm not not so low-key. I mean, that is the commentary, right? He's hurt because he wants her to be his girlfriend and she doesn't want she doesn't think of him that way. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we've talked about in love and sex stuff. We get calls all the time. How do I how do I get this person to like me? And it's like, you don't. You gotta move on. You yeah. gotta go find yourself. You gotta go like be who you are gonna be and find yourself. How many times have we said work on yourself, be yourself, don't don't put that off on someone else. You gotta get into crypto get a cool Lamborghini man. Crypto, Lamborghini. <laughs> Whatever this new EV truck is that Elon Musk is making, let's fucking go. Yeah. You know, let's go. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, I thought all that stuff was, it was incredible. Yeah. Funny.
2: And I think it's also commentary on just like gender roles in general of like, if someone is always put in a box of like being, uh, attached to the other, it's like, it doesn't work in any configuration. Yeah. Sure. Like, of course, uh, a matriarchy would have like, also has these issues. Like it, that is not necessarily the goal either. Mm.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, and you know, to that point, I think this movie did such a good job for, men out there they're gonna watch this that are seeing this and are really empathizing with the kens of like oh man they're being treated really poorly here like <laughs> this isn't really nice or fair or cool or any of that stuff and it's like all right guys the point of the movie is that's how women are treated in real life well and it, Take something from that <laughs>
2: yeah well it's funny too because like at at best at the beginning of the movie the kens are just kind or the barbie's just kind of like ignore the kens at best but when the kendom comes into play all of a sudden all of the women are now like serving the kens uh so i think that that's interesting too because like was it really that bad at the beginning if like they were mostly ambivalent towards them versus like making them be servants
3: yeah suddenly the ro- the roles were switched way more extreme in the opposite way yeah where at first the Kens are just there surfing too yeah, you know, they were just vibing. They weren't servants ever, you know. Yeah, what I mean? <laughs> it was a good movie. I liked it. Serpent instead of serving, baby.
0: Um, so that—that's Barbie, baby. Rank number one <laughs> in the Barbie cinematic universe. Who knows? Maybe we will return to this one day. Maybe we eventually turn this into a toys, toys, you. toys to movie, You, you mean, know, what
1: well, there's two GI Joe movies, right?
0: <laughs> my, is that God, There's oh, more that than that. Oh, my there's that two pro. GI Joes and their snake eyes, and
3: we got we got small, a, potentially. Oh, I've never
2: watched it.
3: We're making toys in review, everybody. We should be small wicked soldiers, dude. <laughs> right. yeah. We've
2: got, we <laughs> got a couple Lego movies to yeah. throw I,
3: there. I, I love Would this. that
2: be our... No, it's not our first overlapping in review because we have Batman and Nolan.
0: Right. Yeah, and we, we also have Mortal Kombat, which we included, Balls of Fury. <laughs> which is more better the than the other is movies. So that well, No! <laughs> I think there's one Mortal Kombat that did better, but this did better than two. I hate
1: Nick. I hate him. Watch Suits Andy. Was so
0: cool. join us. One of us. One of us, Andy. Oh man. Let us know in the comments below what you thought of Barbie the movie. Um, and remember, next week we will be doing MCU in review, Secret Invasion. So if you haven't caught up on that yet on Disney Plus, now is your chance. Six episodes. Um, and then the week after that, it will be Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, which good lord, I'm freaking freaking stoked on every clip of this shit looks so funny nick you see Incredible. this clip where they call him leo nardo and they all make fun of him for being called nardo it's the fucking funniest <laughs> thing i ever goddamn seen stay tuned for all of us i love you all
3: thank you, you for series. hearing the plot yes you dare,
4: yes you dare. thank you for hearing the plot yes you dare, yes you dare.